You're listening to the Horror and Hops podcast, a podcast about horror movies and great beer. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to the Horror and Hops podcast, episode 23. I'm Kevin Lambert, and the band is back together for this one. Kicking ass. Yeah. (laughs) Sitting here with Ryan Bork, Kevin Johnson, and Caleb Johnson, Johnson, and Caleb Monroe. (laughs) Jobs of Caleb Monroe. Yeah, that's my new name, everyone. That's a great I'm, new I'm name. Two names in one: Ryan Bork, Kevin, and Caleb. <laughs> Ryan, I'll say your full name the whole time. <laughs> Ryan, Bork. Ryan Lane Bork. That's right. But how are you guys? Good. It's been a month really since bummed. we recorded. I know it's good together. to be back though. So in here in the new year, as always, in the Sound of Thunder Studios, mm-hmm. with the Sound Wizard Thunder John. The Sound Wizard. Oh, I like. I that. gave him that title. Thank you, Thunder. <laughs> that's beautiful. So this is episode he's twenty. <laughs> Yeah, those are wizards, right? Same thing? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> right. Okay, Ryan. Ryan couldn't commit to his own joke. <laughs> He's like, damn, we've got too far already. <laughs> I can't do this. Too far already. <laughs> Backed up real fast. It wouldn't be the horn hops if we went too far in the first 20 seconds. <laughs> That's right. Mm. So, surprised we haven't brought up tits yet. But, mm. here we go. Just wait. <laughs> Before we get started on all that nonsense, uh, please help out the show by subscribing and reviewing it on iTunes, yes. Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever you get your podcasts. Anyway. And those, for those of you who have already... Thank you so much. If yes. we can do it, you can do it. It's true. Yeah. We're yes. pretty yes. much more. We have all reviewed our own podcast, so if we can That's do it, secret. so can you. I'd, my secret was given away by the name. So <laughs> True. You all know that. <laughs> but uh, we do appreciate all the listeners and downloads and everything. Thank you very much. Yeah. So we're starting a new series tonight. Uh, we do a little series of five and everything. So far, we've had a zombie series, which is a lot of fun. We had a horror icon series. That was a bunch of uh, famous horror icons that we wanted to introduce to Caleb, and those were fun. And we did a uh, best of 2019, me and Kevin and Thunder. That was a lot of fun. That was good. I listened um, to it, guys. Very, very, very pleased with what you, you did. Thank you, Caleb. You did well. What do you think, Ryan? Well done. Yeah, uh, I was very inspired. Inspired. That's Thank inspired. you. Thank you, Ryan. What were yeah. you thinking about just now? Um, <laughs> you were lost in thought. That sure. There are some movies y'all mentioned I haven't seen that I want to watch, and um, that I don't think I got to 10 horror movies in 2019, but I made a top five myself. Like to hear it? Here we go. No, we'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the tease. Yeah. We'll pick that up at the end. I'd like to hear your five. Stay tuned, people. Stay tuned. Don't you go don't anywhere. Want to turn this off. <laughs> It's, this is live, streaming live now. <laughs> so, well, now it's on to the next series we've got. So, uh, not long ago, Thunder mentioned how he wanted to see Caleb terrified again. Yeah, I'm so happy. And I was like, you know what? That's that's a good point. We kind of been covering a lot of classics. It's, it'll be nice to kind of uh, see him squirm like we were in our first at the beginning of the show. We've been doing this guys, over a year now. Why'd you guys take yeah. joy in that? I was thinking the day like I want to see him get up out of the. Get up off the couch and walk out the room because he's so mm-hmm. scared. Yeah. Like that conjuring. The conjuring, that was fun. <sighs> Again, you guys throw words out there that don't that don't make sense. Fun, good times. Well. Joy. You know, different strokes, I guess. Different strokes. Um, different folks. But we do all agree it's time. So Thunder has picked five movies for our brand new series, and we're calling it the Producer's Picks. Whoop, whoop. So, excuse me. Hello. Well, we're going to get to our beer there in a minute that we're talking about. Uh, but Thunder, why don't you hop on the mic here and introduce your movie and why you picked it? So, hey Thunder, hey, how's it going? <laughs> so this uh, this kind of just started like a conversation one day. Being Native American, I was telling both Kevin's, I'm like, I wish I could do like an Indian burial grounds 
series and Mm. Funny enough, there's not that many. <laughs> oh, disclaimer, real quick. If I can interrupt you, yep. we haven't told Caleb any of the five movies in, this, in these picks. Yeah, so I don't know anything. He's uh, blind to everything right now. Everything. So yeah, he he doesn't know what we're watching until we pop in the movie, or until actually until I say. Yeah, yeah. I say. Yeah. We, is that what we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> are we popping in the movie or are we streaming the movie? We're popping we're it in pop, tonight. Popping it oh, in. Going like old school. Bit in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Our wives always are, but we're not. What wife? Goodness. <laughs> well, hey. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what wife? <laughs> <laughs> they don't listen to this anyways. <laughs> so in my decision making, I took into account hmm. things that would be scary that may not be the best made movies, but it would make Caleb jump. Well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> also, needs quality. Also, things that like maybe didn't fit into a genre per se, or maybe there weren't enough movies to cover into a genre. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Things Absolutely. that make you go. Hmm. <laughs> so tonight I would decided to throw it back to a classic, a good starting point, not too scary, but scary enough. Focus, focus. Uh, dang. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, so tonight we are watching 1982's Poltergeist. Yes. Oh, okay. A lot of controversy okay. behind the movie. We'll discuss that later. But yeah, okay. tonight's movie is 1982's Poltergeist. Ooh, okay, I'm, I'm at least a little familiar with this one. Take a it away, little. fellas. Well, Thunder, okay. wait, wait, before you go, why? Uh, when's the first time you saw this movie? I saw this movie when I was probably 12 or 13. And at the time, TNT was like, uh, well, I think it was television for men or something like that. Movies for guys who like movies. I remember those. They used to have a guy, uh, Joe Bob Briggs, that would do (laughs) some of those movies. Who? Jimbo Fisher. (laughs) Jimbo Fisher. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) They'll never get old. So I watched it, but being on TV, they cut out some of the parts in it just to make it formatted for television. I hate that thing. So I remember watching it. I was a little freaked out as a youngin. A youngin. I went back and watched it last night. I'm like, okay, it's good enough to creep Caleb out. It doesn't take much, people. Let's be honest. So yeah, I watched it once and then I never watched it again until like last (laughs) night. (laughs) Why? So thank you, TNT. Yes, thank you to TNT. They're here. Kevin, I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. I, from the from my peripherals, all I saw was you. Oh, it kind of looks like so He looks like Kevin's fondling his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing with I the needed something to do with my hands. These buttons I on thought he shirt. was playing yeah. Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees. Look at these. <laughs> I was actually playing Tune in Tokyo. <laughs> I, like, I literally just had to step back in my head. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? That's not his nipples. Well, okay. Speaking of nipples, how about this beer? <laughs> Why don't perfect, you tell us about this perfect beer, Perfect segue, Ryan. <laughs> we have right. a new beer we're trying, right? Uh, <laughs> Death by King Cake. Who's brought by? to you by Oscar Blues Brewery. Mm-hmm. Where and are they? They make the... Uh, where are they? Mm-hmm. Colorado. And perfect. maybe Austin? Yes, you're right. Yeah. Look and at you. Uh, they do the famous Dale's Pale Ale, We've which heard. we're all fans of. Love. Dale's Pale Ale. I've and never they, had one. I'm going to throw one out that we need to do um, in one of our podcasts. They also do uh, one called Old Chub. Yes. It's a Scotch Ale. Very, very good. This one is Death by King Cake. And I guess it's suiting because Mardi Gras is <sighs> yeah, underway. We're in, we're in the season right yeah. now. It's the season. Yeah. It's the season. And by the time you're listening to this, it'll be Mardi Gras. If you're not from Louisiana, at least this part of Louisiana, you probably know what Mardi Gras is. It's pretty much just an excuse for people to get trashed and get beads thrown at them and then Hell yeah. go so to celebrate our heritage, which yeah. is getting trashed. And chasing chickens. And chasing chickens and catching beads. Yeah, that's what we do. 
Mm-hmm. Ryan pulls his tits out every year. Every year. And we thank him. Mm-hmm. I, I hate going to Mardi Gras parades. Mister. My mm-hmm. favorite thing about Mardi Gras is king cake, actually. Amen so, to that. I'm looking forward to trying this beer. It is an ale with vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg, cacao nib, nibs. Nibs. <laughs> nibs. <laughs> I'm a big fan of nibs. For sure. <laughs> Orange peel and pecans. Then mm, pecans, as the northerners often call yeah, it. Yeah, I saw so, this at the store, and I was like, that's a lot of stuff in one beer. It, it is. is. That's a, we'll see. We haven't yeah. even tasted it yet, so are we ready? We ready? Cheers, boys. Here's the 2020 in the show. Staring at my b- glass Anything. for 10 minutes here. <laughs> what were yes. you going to say? Staring at your... Uh, so we'll take a sip here and kind of soak it all in for a second. Here, here we go. Cheers, boys. Cheers to the new year. Got it. Can. Fucking delicious. Uh, well, <laughs> I've seen a lot of that negative our, faces that was our uh, king cake segue. Uh, what do you, No, I want to know what you don't like about let's it. Let's go around the table, Ryan. I'm, what's what's, your, what's your impression? This go, is buddy. delicious. It's smooth. It's got like it's a smooth. cream ale kind of... Um, it don't taste like king cake. It tastes like a... It definitely doesn't taste like nope. king cake. It tastes like Not a at all. good beer. It's a smooth beer. Ale. Golden I ale. What I get from it. I would Kev? drink this all year round. It has a really bad aftertaste. Yeah, it's the hints, tang. Hints of root beer. There's a tang in There's there. A, some kind of aftertaste is not. Maybe it's because you're drinking Dale's Pale L, and then you're taking a sip of that. No, because I'm just drinking just this. So there no, goes that. I haven't drank any Dale's since before we started recording. Kevin, thanks for bringing this beer, Kevin Lambert. <laughs> I really like it. No, I like that we're trying new you're things. Right. I do too. I, I agree. I like yeah. that we're trying yeah. new yeah. things. It's actually a new um, thing we're going to start doing. Those of you, do you like it, Kevin like Lambert? To, I like Oscar Blues. Um, I haven't had the old chub. Would love to get one one day. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't had an old right chub now. in a long time. We had the same joke. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> opposites. <laughs> the same joke. Quite opposite sides <laughs> of the spectrum, yeah. but you know. Uh, for but, me, it's three for three for Oscar Blues. Three for three. I'm a fan. Yeah, I would say um, Dale's is still up there for me. I haven't had the. I haven't had a chub in a while. Never. <laughs> yes, thank you, Thunder. <laughs> I gotta try uh, this Dale. I've never had Dale's Pale Ale. I gotta try it. We got plenty point. for you. I'll drink a sip um, later. We brought a lot of beer tonight. We got a lot of beer. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, <laughs> not my favorite. Uh, yeah, it's. I like when it hit my tongue. I was like, "This is good." Yeah, when I swallowed it down. I was like, "This tastes weird." Maybe yeah, it's the nibs, I don't, but the nibs. I don't. I'm not catching a weird aftertaste. I'm gonna blame it on the nutmeg. Well, good thing we only had four of them. They're gone. <laughs> they're so, gone now. They're they're all done. Well, I might have to buy me some. Well, you know what, Ryan? You can go to our lovely uh, local liquor store that we visit all the yes. time, and they hook us up a lot. Um, Lake Street Liquor. Mm-hmm. Uh, look them up online. They're an awesome store. Awesome staff. We love you guys. All right, jackasses, y'all quit making the faces. <laughs> Be some men and just drink the beer and enjoy it. Every time I take a sip, if you could only see these faces they're making, <laughs> that's making me mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is I can just tell this is going to be a really fun night it's going to be a good one so uh, we're, we've got Poltergeist like Thunder said I could not have been more excited when he told me that was his first pick because I saw this movie when I was about 8 years old and this was like my well it's funny I say E.T. because it's Steven Spielberg related but True. I watched this movie a lot as a kid it terrified yeah. me 
but I loved watching it like every day. Uh, I know we've we're all very close friends. You guys know my obsession with my childhood movies like Free Willy and mm-hmm. Home Alone and Remember Willy. the Titans and all, all those movies. All the Free Willies, yep. by the way. <laughs> Death by King Cake. That was some. Excuse me. Benji Two. Benji Two. Benji the two. Hunted. No, the Benji hunted. the Hunted. Benji yes. the Hunted. Uh, but in, in, in all those Robert movies, Gump. I watched Poltergeist all the time. I loved it. Um, and I hadn't seen it maybe in a, a year, I'd say, because <laughs> wow. I watch it pretty regularly. I thought you were uh, building up something big there. In it's the, one of those things, I, I, like if I pull towels, I put it on. I just like, <laughs> Man. The, the DVD has chapters, you know, so I'll just go to like chapter 13 and just let it play. Um, See, this is how I know I'm not a horror fan, because like that sounds like <laughs> the dumbest idea of all time. I'm going to no, do some dishes here. Let's watch someone get their nah. face ripped off. No. No, nah, this is, yeah, I guess there's something wrong with me, maybe. In the um, best way, though. But... I'm excited about this movie. I think you'll I think you'll be very surprised, Caleb, with like how much you like this movie. Okay, so um, again, I've I've never seen the whole movie. I obviously I'm familiar with some of the most iconic scenes. Sure. Are we talking can I admit, uh, like you know, the, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, one yeah. with the little girl sitting in front of the TV. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the, the one that's on the poster, the cover and the poster. Yeah, like I've yeah. cuz I've seen clips on TV before. It's actually not in the movie. What? It's just on the poster. Oh, that I don't believe you, but that'd be neat. Oh. We'll see. <laughs> Apparently, Ron's we'll never seen this one either. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, so I'm, like, I'm familiar with the idea behind the movie. I've never seen the whole thing. Um, I've only ever seen, kind of like you, because it did come on TNT quite a bit, so I agree with Thunder. I would, again, when I was brave, I would try to put it on, and mm-hmm. I'd see certain clips here and there. Um, there is one scene I do know about what's coming, and I've never made it through the first like two seconds of it, so I'm really not excited about being forced to sit through the whole thing. Well, you'll have to mention that scene after we watch the movie. I will. Yep. Uh, I will. I'm excited about it. Directed by Toby Hooper. Um, written by Steven Spielberg. Mm. That's confusing a lot. I produced, thought he, produced by Steven produced Spielberg. Produced by Steven Spielberg, yeah. yes. So, um, I didn't realize Toby There Hooper, is a lot of uh, uh, controversy this. on that, and we will talk about it as we get to the end to of this. Um, but we've got Death by King Cake from the Oscar Blues Brewery. Uh, and some other beers we'll be drinking throughout the night. We will be mentioning those. Yes. You guys ready to watch the movie? No. Anything else I missed before this? Well, I couldn't be more excited to watch this movie. I'm so glad Thunder picked it in his producer picks. Yeah. Number one, Poltergeist from 1982, directed by Toby Hooper uh, from Texas Chainsaw fame. I'm excited. That's why I knew his name. I was like, yeah, I, like I, I did not realize yeah. he I watched this, this again yeah. last night, and I was pleasantly... I've only seen this movie like once. Well, we're about to have a lot of fun. Comes number two. So, yep. We've got Death by King Cake... We've got Ryan Bork. Let's go watch this movie. Okay. We'll see you in a bit. I'll see you guys in a bit. Oh, no, 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 no. That clown, no. You don't like fish? I don't like clowns. Fuck. You want to watch me shit my pants? Let me wake up in the middle of the night and see that clown just sitting in the end. I'm out. Real quick, I'm out. Ah, shit. Ah, you got me. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, fucking clown doll. Fuck, it's under the bed. Fuck, it's under the bed. Fuck. Don't do it. Oh, no, it's behind him. Oh, fuck me. Oh, why? No, 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 no. And we're back. Yeah. The Horror and Hops podcast. I'm drunk. Yes, he is, people. He's been for uh, a while, actually. <laughs> Who isn't drunk? <laughs> Happy New Year. 
Um, it's not the new year anymore. Well, it's time still this comes a new out. year. But uh, year of the rat, I think. And keep playing those buttons you were talking about earlier, Caleb. Too. This, I'm watching this you the whole shirt. time, buddy. I'll be doing mine too. The whole we watched time. Poltergeist. Caleb, what'd you think? What? <laughs> <laughs> no. I enjoyed it actually. I thought it was a. I thought it was just a really good movie. It was, they were, I mean, they were, I won't lie. There were four or five parts in there that scared the bejesus out of me. Hey, you love the, that clown. The clown. Oh, some good parts that to it. fucking clown. I knew. I just kept waiting. I was like, that thing's coming to life at some point. It has to. <laughs> and it took a Excuse long me. time. The payoff was really good for me because I really kept thinking it was going to come to life. But no, a really good movie. Um, it was, there was a lot of interesting choices made in the way the movie played out. Like some of the, some of the, like the, I remember one point where we were watching it, the whole, like, it was, it felt like it was 15 minutes of them whispering. And I understood why they were whispering, you know, for the scene of the movie, but it was just, it was interesting. Like a very deep conversation was had and they were just whispering the whole time. It was pretty neat. So good movie. Good movie. It did get deep in the uh, whole afterlife talk. Yeah, deep in the hole, huh? Yes, deep in the hole. You know that uh, that could have something to do with who directed and who produced this movie. We'll yes, talk about that when we get towards the end of it all. J.J. Oh. Abrams, no, <laughs> wrong movie. This isn't Super Eight. <laughs> That's this a good movie. Oh, Super Eight's a great yeah. movie. Sorry. Same movie though. Um, we're gonna drink a new beer. Yes, we are. Yeah, this we is are. different, people. So before we mention the one we're about to drink, let's mention the ones we have drank so far. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, we kicked off the night with Death by King Cake. King Cake. It was Death, all right. Ryan liked it, <laughs> and um, that was it. I didn't hate it. Um, I don't know if I would ever. Thank you to Oscar Blues for this. Yeah. Yes. I like this. I would. I'm, um, I'm going to buy that. Hey, man! Cake. Great. Some great uh, beer companies make beers I don't like. It happens. Sure, it's okay. No, it doesn't, doesn't have to be all. It doesn't mean I dislike the company. Yeah. You know what? They make Dales. They make good shit. Still, um, I think I had about nine Dales ales. Um, well, you had a six pack, the, and there's one left. So, so I had nine. Yes. Right? <laughs> good. Oh, like you guys had at least four. At least saw. Yes. Oh, of you I had one. one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's the thing with Dales. You know, you feel like you've had one, you've had seven. Um, <laughs> or you feel a, like you've had seven, you've had one. That, you know, yeah, it, you it all works that way. I had a death by King Cake at Dales Pell Ill, and now I'm on what we are doing now. Well, I had, I want to mention the one Caleb brought. Oh, thanks. From, uh, <coughs> Southern Prohibition Brewery. Apparently. Uh, Altered Beast. Yeah. Just the can artwork alone is awesome. So, it is. I, so, think it's, yeah. I think it's incredible. It's like a werewolf busting out of his shirt he's obviously in transformation totally um there's a full moon behind him he's got some pelicans back there too so it's obviously a louisiana yes, southern indeed. prohibition i don't know where they're from let the me look it up. oh Hattiesburg, Mississippi. yeah we talked about that earlier yeah, yeah. the font um, looks a little bit like the sega genesis game a little bit yeah it sure does um really good beer they actually had a cup so i was at a uh, hocus pocus the other local uh Liquor stop, I guess I'll call it. Yeah. Um, and store, store, liquor stop. I'm gonna call it stop. <laughs> you just stop by, you know. Uh, and so, but they so they had a couple different beers. I, I almost, <laughs> I almost bought one of them. I almost bought a different one because it had a goat and it was something about like the beast. It was like releasing the beast, but it was like a breakfast IPA. It, it, it was, but it was only four point five percent. So I kind of dropped off hey. from it. Rule on the Horror and Hops podcast. If it's not, if it's under six, don't even bring <laughs> yeah. it. Exactly. So that's why I didn't buy it because it all looked learned our lesson from Paradise Park. <laughs> yeah, we did, didn't we, Ryan? We still love the Urban South. The history we though is pretty cool. The connection. Yeah. But one point seven beers just you know aren't anything we They're like. Not <laughs> nothing to write home about. But yeah, this one, like I said, I bought it just on a whim. I was like, it looks cool and it tastes no, pretty damn good. Sometimes all you need is a, a a great logo. Werewolf. Yeah. A great werewolf. That's all you need. Yeah. Let me take a sip. Take, take a, a sip. sip, Brian. Take a sip. While he's taking a sip of that and he'll tell us what he thinks, we also had some uh some the 
the wow. holiday. That's Easy gross. on the Pepsi for gross. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I like it. We also good. had some halftime haze by Tin Roof. Had some oh man, yeah, that's haze. really good. That's one of my really favorite good, beers. Really good, really good beer, Caleb. Good job on that like one. 7% guys. on that beer. That's two for mm-hmm. me tonight. Man, I'm yeah, killing that it. Really you are good. doing a really We're good job. plugging a lot of breweries tonight, um, man. You're welcome, America. How much are we getting paid for this? <laughs> Lots of money. Lots. I'll pay you at the end of the night. <laughs> um... We also had some some Dales. Dales, we can mention the Dales. Can't forget the Dales. Uh, had lots of Dales. Dales. Thank you, Dales. Thank you, Oscar Brews. <laughs> and I think that brings us to our Oscar, Oscar Blues. Blues. Um, we Oscar also Blues. had Oscar Meyer Wiener, uh, the one that Kevin brought last time. We did an episode along with oh, the yeah. Dales. Yeah, yeah, Kevin yeah, yeah, had Kevin Bob for me. What do you think of that one? It was good. It was really good. It was. It's much more of a a deeper flavored beer. Not not quite a stout by any means, but more like almost like a black lager mm. kind of where it's, there's there's a lot of dark notes <laughs> going to right. It's really it's really drinkable too. No, it's very like I like in my as I was drinking it I was like this is one you could drink four or five back to back. What percent is it by the way? Uh, Which one is that? It doesn't matter. Well, Which then lie one? to me. It's got to be above 6. What my wife right? says yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> So, Which one y'all talking, talking about? Yeah, precision. Just don't tell me what it is. Just lie to me. Okay. 7.2. It is. Oh, here we go. 7.2? No, it's 2. 2.5. I'm going to go. Not, I'm going to go. Wait, hang on. I'm going to call it. Call I'm it. I'm going to go 6.4%. Oh, you're okay. close. Uh, 6.9. Oh. 6.9. Damn, I was in the right number. At least hold number. Say, Ryan. 69. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Took a second. And so, does that bring, and, us, does that bring us to the beer it's of the It's so night? cool because, oh. like, when you look at the. I know we didn't talk about this on the 2019 episode, but we drank it for the 2019 yeah, episode. That's why I wanted it. But when you look at their website, uh, it was first brewed and first bottled in 1975, and they changed wow. the recipe every year. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying that. That was so, you said that. On the said. recipe, it says malt, top secret. Right. Hops, top secret. Dry hops, top secret. Well, damn it. That doesn't help me at all. <laughs> it's okay. It always tastes good. It's delicious. That's okay. This was the 45th. Edition of it. Wowzers. Hopefully we can find the 46th. So there was one beer. Hopefully that, we can find the 46th one. Yeah. There was one yeah. beer that didn't get drank tonight. Which one? Besides yours? the one we're about to was mention. It I brought some, but oh, we didn't yeah. drink it. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe throughout. I should save it. You should, right? It's delicious. I've had it. You should save it. We should save it for next Oh, one. more for me this weekend. That's but right for you. <laughs> maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll buy it again later. Yeah, we'll buy it again, again later. later. It's so good. Stay tuned. I was yeah. going to say, just wait till keep 10 listening, minutes from people. now. Go, go pick them out of the keep fridge. Keep listening, because you won't know what beer I'm talking about. No, you transferred no, them over. No, I, trans- I transferred okay. them over. So, so we're going to mention the, 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 new, the other beer of the night. Yeah, we have... So, we're big beer fans, obviously. Um, we have friends who are big beer fans and fans of the podcast. Um, so it's always a good thing to have. But our buddy John, we've mentioned him several times on the show. He's a good, close friend of all of ours. John Georgia, as I call him, but John Georgettis. <laughs> John Georgianetti. Uh, <clears throat> you can follow him on social media. At the, he's he's uh, currently fronting the Brews and Dubes Southern at chapter yeah it's about um, B, i think it's just b and d yeah b and d south is his instagram page for team b and d south check it um, out people b and d stands for brews and dubs not boobs and dicks <laughs> as i was corrected earlier thank you ryan a real, or, or, here we go a real letdown um, when you think about it uh john graciously donated a beer to the podcast i have not had a sip yet you but i right love now. the brewery uh, mm-hmm. It's from Parish. Parish Brewing Company. Mm. Kev, yeah. what do you tell in me our, a little bit about this beer? In our homeland, it is the Plate Lunch IPA made with cashmere and Galaxy hops, and it is really good. It's a double IPA with double oats. And Kev, I think you should take your first sip on air. I will take my first. What sip percent on is air. this puppy? 
I don't think it says on the can or I don't the can has a lot of neat things on it. Can does have a lot of neat things. Is that their on actual it. address? Yep, it is. Yep. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's strong. It is strong. <laughs> it's good though. You're an Envy fan, by the way. I'm a huge Envy fan. It's like then my you, favorite. Would, I, I figured deals. you would like this. This is way better than Envy. I think this oh, I, I, I was about to say this is, way this than is than better Envy. than Envy. Envy's good, but this is real good. Yeah. Plate lunch for the win, people. Yep. I don't know. Is this a special? They only come out with this so often. I'm pulling it out. Okay. About to say it's a it's that a tall boy. That is extremely good, John. Thank I, you. I'm pulling it out. Whoa! Already? So good. He pulled it out. Haven't you already done that tonight? Oh <laughs> yeah, you and your wiener. <laughs> That's what we had for supper. <laughs> they had my wiener. <laughs> to clarify, in the sound of Thunder Studios, <laughs> as Kevin plays with his the sound wizard. It's a button, Caleb. I have had hot dogs. I have to do something with my hands. Hot dogs and cherries. You need nipples. Uh, it's an Imperial Double IPA, eight percent ABV. Eight percent. Eight percent. Holy <laughs> hell balls! Oh my! Wait, eight percent. Eight percent, baby. I, I was showing Kevin my nipples. That's why I got distracted. I shirt. hope my three-month-old baby is sleeping tonight. <laughs> yes, Ryan, you have a baby. I'm so do sleeping. I, by the way, everyone. In case you're curious, but I don't whine about it. <laughs> yeah, well, you said your baby sleeps all night long, and mine Personal doesn't. Personal problems, Ryan. So I have a lack of sleep sometimes, and when I, I drink, it baby, makes it worse. I understand. And I work for my brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's been real personal here at the Horror and Hops. Hey, I work I, for your brother too. It's okay. <laughs> Since we're doing shout outs, can I do a shout out? Give me a shout out, Ryan. Yeah, quick, quick shout out. <clears throat> my wife's aunt Terry. <laughs> I remember Terry. Uh, <laughs> you, you panic pretty much whenever you. Yes. Terry was on live with us and one Terry, time. Terry, if you're if you're listening, I I apologize for <laughs> for all what you've heard. <laughs> She's a big fan though. She's a big fan, and I love Aunt Terry. And uh, she says we're a hoot. Aunt we Terry, are a hoot. you know, I, just, I uh, she doesn't this. like horror movies, but she loves listening to, to Aunt our Terry, podcast. You're my fan. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know what else was a hoot? Polter guys. Yeah. <laughs> On the note Perfect of Terry, segue. I'll say this. Thank you, Terry. Um, I don't know you personally, but there's no name I love more in the world than Terry. He does love him, um, Terry. That's true. Sometimes, sometimes Kevin leaves. Uh, Kevin Lambert leaves messages on my phone as uh, mm-hmm. as Terry Fontenot. Is it Coach T? Terry, Terry Fontenot. Terry yeah. Fontenot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, he just has a full on conversation with my voicemail. <laughs> And I listen to it like about ten times because it's it's great. Hey, you know, after four or five Dales, Terry just likes to talk. Yeah, is that like your alter ego, Terry? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Terry's Terry's come out a few times on this show. We just can, haven't brought him we out. Do, can we do a podcast with all alter egos? Oh. Okay, we can all be somebody. Uh, I'll get else. yelled at again. <laughs> I didn't like getting yelled at. <laughs> Let's do this. All right, I wouldn't, have any, I wouldn't have anything in front of me. Let's talk about Poltergeist, huh? Poltergeist. We, we wasted 15 minutes. It's beautiful 15 minutes. <laughs> you're welcome, America. We do want to say thank you to Terry uh, for thinking we're a hoot. We think you're a hoot. Yeah. Um, I love being a hoot. Speaking of a hoot, yes, Kev, like you said, Poltergeist, Poltergeist. Not is, a is a, a, a hoot of a though. horror, right? It is, yeah. Um, Great movie. Because it's nothing that's going to... Keep you up at night unless you're eight years old, like I was in the first time I saw it. Or twenty five, um, like me. I, I really, I, I, I brand, I put this movie <laughs> in the same categories as I did as Goonies and ET and Back to the Future. I always watched Poltergeist among all those. I just saw it as like it was one of my childhood 
Paris, yeah, maybe there's something wrong with me, Caleb. No, I see no, the look no. you're giving me. It's nothing personal uh, about We you. don't all like Dragon Ball Z, okay? Um, can, I, can I hit on that? I'm throwing fire. Throwing shots. Can I hit on that real quick? Yeah, hit, hit me, Ryan. Surprisingly, I, this wasn't one of the 80s classics that I um, like delved into as a kid. Well, it doesn't and have a sequel. I didn't, oh, it does have a sequel. Excuse it, me. It yeah. does have sequels. Oh, three Multiple sequels. sequels. I was actually going to ask about sequels and a remake. Sequels later on, but I was just going to say that I didn't watch this movie like all the way through till like maybe two years ago. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Um, but we're in the same boat now. I can see why. Classic. That's it's uh it, it was really up. good. It's a really, really I really great enjoyed movie. it. Yeah, yeah. It was I one mean, of my favorites as a kid. And 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 in saying that I was gonna ask about the sequels or do they hold up to the first, uh where do they go? No, with- the so the second and third one, um there was a, a there was a remake in 2015, obviously, but the second and third one that, that followed this one really harp more on the native burial ground curse. And you have like a, there's a shout out to Thunder. <laughs> there's, <laughs> but there's a, uh, there's like a Native American priest who comes out and he's kind of the main character in the second one and mm. kind of teaches them what's going on. And, um, that, as far as like cult movies go, she <laughs> appear in the other ones too. The old lady, yeah, she's in the second. One. Yeah, she's in sure. the second one. Sorry, the third one has a whole different cast. The like uh, Joe Beth Williams, who she's, plays Diane, the mom, she's in the second one. The third one's in like a hotel or something, or a third one. Third one's kind of like um, I've seen a clip from that. The, the only ones in the third one from the original is the little girl Carol Ann, yeah, and uh, and Zelda. Character-wise, yes. Zelda Rubenstein. Um, yeah, so, oh. I mean, as far as, like, you know, completionists go, it's, they're they're fun to watch. You can watch them. Um, you can watch them. You can watch them. You can? They're out there no. for you to watch, whether you purchase Absolutely. them or, or, or steal them. But um, as far as the best movies go, you can watch the first one and just... Okay. Just leave it there. Just leave it there. Okay, I probably um, will. Unless you like Tom Skerritt, he's in the third one. Yeah, I've got other movies cool to catch mustache. up on from all um, y'all's top ten. So, well, Poltergeist, nineteen eighty-two, year before I was born. Year, year after I was born. born. Wow, Brian's old. <laughs> Six years before I was born. <laughs> y'all are old. Uh, so I'm not not that old. But I'm I'm up there. Uh, directed by Toby Hooper. Three yes, year, three years directed. before Back to the Future. Yep. So Steven Spielberg's still dipping <laughs> his toes, episode. right? Yep. Um, which that was directed by Robert Zemeckis, another who directed, who produced, but uh, <laughs> Robert, Robert Zemeckis, obviously from Robert Gump fame, of course, we've talked about him before. Real top castaway, Robert Gump, great, mm. great movies. Uh, but yeah, directed by Toby Hooper, who did before this, he did Texas Chainsaw. That was his big movie, my um, favorite. Written and written and produced shit. by Steven Spielberg, but also written and produced by Frank Marshall and Kathleen Kennedy. Did so he has some help. Steven Spielberg always got help. You know, he's he makes great movies. He but does. He's, man. Not, he's not alone there. Um, what do you well, have Spielberg? And uh, I'm I'm ready to argue all he's of you on who directed this movie. I feel like we need to get through the plot so we can get to the argument. That's this what is, I was about to say. Okay, then let so, me handle this. Uh, Spawn two sequels and a remake. We've talked about that. Uh, music. I I can't go further without talking about the music. Jerry Goldsmith. Okay. Jerry Goldsmith made a great score. What a for score this for this movie. I mean, that's pretty much if you look at his good score. his resume, it's it's the same thing as like he made that movie. Like he's got Planet of the Apes, The Omen, Chinatown, mm-hmm. Gremlins, 
did he write the music to the opening sequence? Yeah. Um, oh, well, the Star Spangled Banner? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't write it, but Jesus. That's, Jesus. That, is, uh, that is his... his <laughs> I believe that was Francis Scott Key. Yeah. But it, his, he orchestrated that <laughs> recording. I thought there were like some alterations, but... Uh, well, he did um, Air Force One, Alien, Star Trek, the motion picture. That's a good one. Rudy, um, mm. Total Recall, one of the greatest sports movies besides Remember the Titans, Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Um, Coach great, Carter. Great score. And, and a great score for Rudy, too. Like, That's oh, yeah. yeah. One of my favorite things about his scores, which you don't get in today's movies... He knows where to put the silence. Yes. And then he knows how to bring the score back in yeah. to make you feel well, it's one what's of the, going on. All of his scores, like even as a kid, I remember like having the CDs of a lot of these and like playing the movie in my head while I was listening to them. That's how like, you know, nice. a lot of horror movies nowadays, like the scores can be great, but a lot of it is just like tension. Yeah. Even with like, except for the last two Avengers movies, which I haven't seen them, but I've listened to the scores, <laughs> honestly. Because Alan good. Silvestri did them. I know. And Alan Silvestri did Robert Gump, <laughs> my ah. favorite movies. Um, but, so, we're, I'm going to get on a tangent here. We can just edit this out. Civil War <laughs> is a great movie. Henry Jackman did the score. It's just. Wonderful movie. A wonderful movie. The music is just. Well, yeah. Wah. Yeah, not that's the score. It. Nailed it. So it's nice to. Go back and see, and there when when people do it nowadays, it's, it's I love hearing it. But yeah, Poltergeist score, uh, ten out of ten, beautiful score by Jerry Goldsmith. It was really good. Thank it you. Was Jerry. up for an Oscar that year. Yeah, up for an Oscar. This movie, this movie had a lot of a couple of Oscars. Lost for the score. Well, uh, it's, it's, well, it's, it's he funny what he won. Damn it! It's funny what he lost to. We'll talk yeah. about those at, at the end too. Yeah, well, then um, let's do this plot. Our cast has. Oh, I'm sorry. getting there, Caleb. Cast, I'm sorry, I, I, I forgot about the cast. I jumped the gun, guys. My bad, everyone. I didn't give you the script. I'm Those sorry. of you listening at home, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm the only one I have it in front of me. I really dropped the ball. Let's talk about the cast here. We've got... Craig T. Nelson. Uh, we don't need to Coach, go Coach Braverman himself. Mm. Craig T. Nelson. Sexy man. Uh, great show. Great show. Parenthood, great show. Great parenthood and coach. Great shows. Uh, <laughs> Joe Beth Williams. She was in the second one. And uh, that's the mom. And then the other really uh, cast of note besides... Well, we have Zelda Rubenstein, who played... The uh, the medium, the medium, the short southern lady stole yes, she was. the show. Yeah, she did. She was awesome. She was fantastic. And then we have Heather O'Rourke who played Carol Ann. Carol um, Ann. And, and sadly, just so we don't make any jokes about her, she passed mm. away. Yeah. Um. Shortly after this movie, uh, she just had some bad health, and was after which this one? which could uh after talk the third about one. the curse. She was, in, she was in the second. She and was the in third. the second yeah. and third. Okay. But it could <laughs> Real pertain the to the, coast, the the curse of this movie. Hmm. Yeah, because um, uh, Dominique Dunn, who played the older sister, was actually murdered four mm-hmm. months after this movie released. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A little we crazy. Have th- we have things to get to, boys. Well, Caleb, want me to run you down? If this is your first time listening to the show, not you, Caleb, but listeners. No, I've never listened to the first time listening to the show. This is our point of the show where Caleb will talk about the movie. Um and he'll just give us what he thought about it. Now, we don't go play by play. Well, sometimes. Obviously, we, we beer all night. We do sometimes. We're yeah. trying not to do it, but we end right. up doing it anyways. It's a long movie and a classic. People but, uh, know it. So just tell us what you think. Give me a little plot summary and okay. your favorite parts. All right. Well, so the movie starts out. <laughs> so it starts out with a Steven Spielberg picture. <laughs> it does. It you see a, a slow shot of a neighborhood pin. A beautiful neighborhood with like that a fantastic classic, score. A classic 80s. With a national anthem. 
I did. It did. And, you know, yeah, again, as the national anthem's playing, because the, yeah, the opening... <coughs> so I thought the opening was the scene where the famous, you know, like the iconic scene where she makes the, the line, you know, they're here. Because, uh, again, I've never seen the movie um, other than a few clips. Yeah, the opening was pretty pretty important because it starts out with the national anthem you know again those of you who are old enough will remember like i do um when did we decide a time it was like 2 30 right i mean i know it said 2 37 on the 2 30 a.m something like that yeah it was yeah it was after two o'clock like all of a sudden the networks would shut off and you would hear the national anthem start playing and i remember that um and so that happens and that's kind of how the old movie opens and like thanks the, dads, the what thanks donald trump yeah thanks <laughs> it's uh, Cut that shit out of wow. here. <laughs> <laughs> and so the camera's panning back and Craig T. Nelson has passed out on his little love chair. Uh, and Gosh. Did you say Craig T. Nelson has passed out on his love chair? Yeah, it looked like a little love seat. It's like a love seat. Not like love chair is not the so right word. So if it's not a chair, if it's the chair to fit too, it's a love chair? That's how I assume it is. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you can make love on it. Let's so you're sitting in a love chair. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. Would you like to come join me? I'm good on my chair. Are you sure? There's lots of room for you. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> you just spread your leg all over it. You're welcome. So, spread your seat all over the wall, Thunder. You look good over there. It's Thunder's sacred. chair is definitely a love chair for one. <laughs> hey, Looking good. Sometimes all you need is yourself. <laughs> Amen. So, all right. So, as I said... <laughs> so, this is, so it's panning out... <laughs> And this is when you get the first creepy shot. Of, I'm pretty sure, is this the first time you see the clown? I believe you do see the clown at this moment, don't you? In the beginning? Yeah. Don't you in the very beginning? That's a little bit after. I th- okay, no, I, th- I thought you no, saw it when it was... This sh- when the kids go to bed. Yeah, okay, I thought you saw the clown in there when the when they were panning because the kids were in bed and, and everyone's kind of asleep. Uh, and the main thing, basically, just kind of skip a few little shots there. But uh, Carol, I kept yeah, we don't have to go shop for shop. I kept calling Carol her. Ann. Kept calling her Carrie Ann. Carol yeah. Ann. Carol Ann. She ends up like going down the stairs. It's middle of the night, two something in the morning, and she kind of just starts sitting in front of the TV and she just starts talking to it. And I thought, okay, I thought it was weird that everyone in the house like heard her. I didn't think she was that loud, but like everyone in the house gets up and they all start just watching her talk to the TV. And it was, well, she was screaming at one point. Okay, you're right. She was. She was screaming at the very beginning, and then yeah. she was kind of being like, yeah. Okay. Once they started talking back, she went normal. Okay, that must, that must have been what it was. And so it was it was kind of creepy because it, it really set the tone well for the movie. You could tell that this was definitely all about her. And I mean, again, if you if you're familiar with the movie, which you probably are, you know she's taken at some point. So it's kind of it kind of establishes that idea that she is the central character of this whole movie. <laughs> she's going to be the conflict. Um, and then from there, shit just kind of takes off. So it really gives you a good taste of their normal family life. They're a pretty happy family. How do I know that? Because one of the next scenes is you catch both Craig T. Nelson and his wife, whose name I forget. What's her name again? Diane. Diane getting stoned out their mind at bed before they, or before they go to bed. Hell you know? yes. So <laughs> thanks, Ryan. <laughs> and, and hey, you know, he's, he sounds like he's got a pretty hectic life. You know, he's got to sell all these houses in this brand new subdivision that mm-hmm. just happened to be buried on top of a bunch of dead bodies, you know, that no one wanted to mention. Which he was, yeah, he was given the house. Right. Like one of the first houses. <laughs> yeah, he's in phase one. Because he's a uh, very successful real estate right, man. Right, he's the best one they've ever had, So his company said. said, move into this house. But you know what? He wasn't made partner. Um, he wasn't made partner. Three no. years ago. You know ago. what? They were they were probably, <laughs> probably teens weed. In, the, uh, <laughs> in the hippie era. Yeah. You know. They that's that's the weird thing about this movie is like the whole time in the first twenty minutes, 
I'm not a parent. You guys are. You can speak to this. But I was just like, they're not controlling their children at all. Absolutely not. Not not in the slightest. Kids are just doing whatever the hell they want. The 16-year-old daughter is just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm ashamed of her. Someone's going to pound town on her at the Holiday Inn. (laughs) She's just... The end of the movie, she shows up She's being harassed by the people who are building the pool. That was disturbing. (laughs) Then she flicks him off. And the mom just she's giggling in the, in the window, giggling at she's her. She's like, "That's sexual harassment, but it's cute because it's my daughter." I have older kids and a baby, and let me tell you, this is normal. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan and Becca get high every night. Apparently, in bed. Kids go to sleep. Bobby and Dad are having a happy time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so back to the plot. It's a parenthood, so, huh? Craig C. Nelson. Parenthood. Right. Oh, great great show. Good, great show. It's a good show. He dies in the end. Spoiler. Oh, oh You know he's not caught up. No, I am caught no, up. No, I've seen yeah, it, but no, I'm no. like, hey, don't. That's, that's the only reason I said that because I know he's the one who turned me on to it. Ooh, man. Hey, that, that, is, is, that show's like seven or eight years old now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. It, it, sorry for anyone who hasn't watched it. Well, then you messed up. You should have watched it by Wait, now. Wait, what show? It doesn't matter, Ryan. <laughs> coach? <laughs> yes, Coach. coach. Yes. He dies he dies. <laughs> Real different than the theatrical ending. That movie's... Uh, that show's like 30 years old. So, anyways. So, like I was saying, so you kind of get an idea of the parents' lifestyle. They party hard, but they yeah. work hard. Yeah. So, maybe they've earned it. Um, it was the 80s, man. Like, yeah. you know, things were different back then, I yeah. guess. Like, so you, Well, okay, so that night you really get a taste of things coming because there's that ominous, weird cloud front moving the in. Comes in. And so that's kind of how it really picks up the scary part. After, Obviously, you know, after the daughter's talking to the TV, that was creepy. Um, but the son's out there, and the son, they have a son, uh, the youngest daughter. I don't know how much older the son is. Did they ever say? They never Eight said years old. Eight years old, oh, okay. And right. then the 16-year-old daughter. So <coughs> Robin, and they called him Robbie. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Robin. So yeah, he kind of gets scared and he busts in on his mom and dad who are getting stoned out their mind and dad handled it well. So Craig T. Nelson carries him back to the bed and he kind of is like, dad, that tree scares the shit out of me. And the, the Craig T. Nelson is like, like, me too, man. I'm, I'm high as shit. <laughs> That's, what he said. That's what he wanted to say. But he was like, no, it's, it's an old tree. It's here to protect us. No, that old tree had a face on it. You could see it. You could see it that from a mile away. That old tree was not and, there to protect them. And not to mention, there's that fucking clown which is just <laughs> sitting at his bed staring at him why that clown on that tree was scary as shit so so look when i was a kid i had uh if you remember the the uh, muppets jim henson show Uh, dinosaurs i loved it Um, not the mama mama. i had that baby a life-size thing of that um that slept in my bed with me and when he pulled a string on his back it would say not the mama Mm -hmm. and uh, a few other phrases but I, but I'm just telling you, it's like, why would a kid sleep with a clown at the foot of his bed? I slept with that that dinosaur baby in my bed. And okay, wait, no, no. There's a difference between it sleeping in bed with you. This kid had it in a rocking chair, staring at him in front of his bed. Yeah, that- but I, I would put the dinosaur like next to my head. So sometimes I open my eyes in the middle of the night and it was staring at me. But you know he's protecting you. That's just obvious. That's what I said. I was like, I'm not your mama. Exactly. Don't hurt me. That's right. Don't he hit was me there with, to don't protect hit me with you. a frying pan. I'm not Earl. Oh, little bitch. <laughs> a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So, Great show. If you haven't seen Dinosaurs, watch it. You'll hate it. It's on Hulu, <laughs> by the way. It is. It is on Hulu. Well, I don't pay for I don't pay for the commercial free, so I don't watch Hulu. Well, you want my password? I'll get it to you. Don't worry. You live in the zip code, so it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Done. Um, so, uh, by the way, I'm canceling Hulu Live in a month, so sorry. Um, Super Bowl's oh, over. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know. It's okay. I'll bring it back when oh, football season starts. Oh, <laughs> shit. So, so, you got this idea that something's coming. 
the kids are a little uneasy about well, life in general. About? Who knows? Um, <laughs> and next thing you know, <laughs> next thing you know, the real the real weird stuff starts happening. So weird stuff. The real stuff starts happening. And so again, this is after, by the way, the weird, creepy pool digger outers. I don't know what you call. It. What do you pool call digger them? outers? I can't think. Of, what do you call them? The pool construction dig- workers. <laughs> pool they're digger they're outers. not construction workers. They're just digging a hole. The pool guys. The pool digger the outers. Pool. That sounds way <laughs> Call them the pool digger that outers. Sure. Yes. The, the, the pool boys. What do you so. do, sir? Well, I'm a pool digger <laughs> outer. <laughs> and you know what? You're I reaching, dig out for pools. He reaches through windows and yeah, eats food exactly. and drinks coffee. So crap's going down, and all of a sudden... <laughs> The chair. Okay, so I love again this scene. I've kind of knew it was coming because this is like another iconic scene from it. Like all, and you told me it was one shot. So I'd like to hear how they pulled this off. So at one point, um, Carol Ann is watching TV, and then I don't remember something happens in between. But they come back and you walk in. She, the mom walks into the kitchen, and all the chairs are pulled out. And she's like, "Carol Ann, did you do this?" And she's like, "No." Well, before that, oh, okay. All the kids. There, the the scene is it's chaotic. All the kids are eating right breakfast at that breaks. table. Yeah, glass breaks and. If in the silverware bins. Oh, yeah, I forgot but about the, the silverware. Besides that, I think the point of the whole scene is to see that it's just kind of chaotic. Yeah. Like, the kids are eating, they're talking, they're laughing, they're throwing cereal at each other. The 16-year-old is like, I am class. Like, yeah. They're all, like, yelling and screaming at each other. And the mom's not doing a damn thing, which... Nothing. I'm not a parent, so y'all can speak to this, but I was just like, that is driving me nuts. Look, yeah, there's like, one thing that happens in movies that never happens in real life. Ever. Ghosts. <laughs> no. <laughs> damn the kids don't all come down oh, it's to the kitchen <laughs> table for breakfast before school. It's true. Okay. There's never yeah. any time for breakfast before no. school. Look, I have a three and a half year old. Right. We drag him out of bed. Father of the year. Dude, Father of the year right there. My three and a half year old is like a 25 year old. You have to drag him out of bed. Ditto. He's, and he's fighting. You're like, hey, buddy, it's time to go up. He's like, Argh. Mine's Calm more down. like... Um, y'all make your own damn cereal. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh, that was kind of the mom. Yeah, they they, 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 they sit at was. the kitchen table but, and but eat that's their thing. You know, this mom is up serving waffles. Man, you know what? They were eating together. I do that on Saturday morning sometimes. Saturdays is different. All tomorrow school morning. Oh, hell no. (laughs) No, hell no. On school days? School days? (laughs) Hell no. Not realistic at all. Anyways, anyways. It's a chaotic scene. I should stop bringing up that you guys are parents. (laughs) But it's okay. (laughs) But it was the 80s. You just go on tangents when you bring that up. You guys have a lot of stress built up. I understand. True. So let's explain. Okay, so explain so, to me how they did this in one shot. So they so, did. So apparently, this whole shot. So well, I got set the whole before. Before it was, it was yeah. All the kids are downstairs. When they all when they all leave to go to school, the mom's like, oh, "I told y'all to push your chairs back in." Right. So she pushes the few chairs back in. Then Four. she leaves. She goes upstairs, and the dogs barking at the wall. Oh, we skipped that scene. I yeah, the, dog, that. the dogs barking at the wall. Oh, no, no, like why he's barking at the wall? He's just he's. Well, no, remember because the, the first. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, did yeah. skip the you scene. You skipped. Okay, sorry. The TV I, scene. The, yeah. They're here. It's a big the, one. They're so, here. Yes, I, go, oh, man, yeah. how did I miss man, that? Man, well, we dropped the ball there. God, we sure this. That's like the most iconic. Is this the first time we've ever done this? Maybe episode one. <laughs> episode, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the first popcorn so, yeah. podcast. Popcorn. I thought you said popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can we talk all agree that dogs see shit that we don't see? We yes, we do. Okay, let's talk about. I wouldn't know. Let's build this up. Let's start over. Build up to the scene. So yeah, so. The scene is oh crap! I can't even. It's, I can't remember how they get in the bedroom. The storm's happening. They're in the storm. They're scared, and they they're end sc- up in the parents' right. bedroom. Oh, that's right. There's really no, yeah. Okay, sorry. Nothing happens yet. They yeah. They end up in the bed, and the, the camera starts panning out. And they're scared of thunder. And all yeah. of a sudden, the TV kind of goes to the song again. You, you've got the Star Spangled Banner playing, right. 
And back and then, in the back in the eighties, when off. there was no there's no Sham Wow commercials on at three in the morning, the, the TV just went Set blank. It and forget it. Yeah, there was none of that. The TV just went off. Yeah, no um, girls going wild infomercials. No <laughs> girls going wild. No Sham Wows. No, no OxyClean commercials that you could watch for three hours straight. Um, I've seen some great infomercials at three in the morning. Me too. Yeah. After coming home from a wild night, I, I always sit there and stare at the TV. Collection I just couldn't mm-hmm. sleep. But no well, I would lay in my bed reading Ronald Reagan smoking a joint, <laughs> just like Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> so weird, I know, right? Ronald Reagan, the Ooh. the man, the president. That's right. <laughs> like I was like, I got, I, I want to read that book. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yes, that was what happens in the movie. So um, start painting. They're out. they're all laying in bed together. The, the kids run into the room because right. they're scared, so they sleep with their parents. And then what happens, Caleb? And so, like I said, the camera's panning out, and the song's playing, and then it ends, and it goes to the white noise, mm-hmm. like, like the patented white noise. There's a whole movie about that about white noise. Um, with oh crap, who's in that movie? Michael Keaton. Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Thank you. I was gonna say Batman. I was, I was like, like American it's not Assassin. It is. Yeah, there you go. It it's, is Batman. Uh, yeah, it is Batman. Uh, and so the white noise hits, and of course, Carol Ann wakes up, and she's starts talking vulture i don't Mr. remember what, the vulture yeah and she, she starts talking to the screen i don't remember what she says to i think she says something in one of the scenes she's like is that like what do you look like i remember she i thought that this was the weird. beginning it's okay yeah. yeah. i thought that was weird she's like what do you look like but i guess a kid would want to know that um and then this was the first time that i jumped the like a hand just jumps out of nowhere and it's cheesy 80s style like ghostbuster plasma yes. hand but it still got me um and then like out of nowhere this beam of energy just shoots out out of the TV and like stabs the house, leaves a mark because the dog's barking at it later, which and I think causes an earthquake. Yeah, I, th- well, I thought it was weird they never mentioned the mark because it was like a little like a wound. But uh, but yeah, the earthquake happens only over their house. That was weird. Yes. Um, and so so yeah so sorry. And that's when she looks back. And that she's, leads into breakfast next morning. What yeah, we're talking about, right? Because um, and that's that's when Car- Caroline looks at him. She's like, they're here. There it is, and they are here. Big phrase. And so um, yeah, breakfast. So the the table is seen. The, the next morning, they're sitting there in the round, and the mom even asks. She says, Caroline, when you said they're here last night, who talked? about she says the people on the tv people on the tv and the mom's just kind of like eh, my daughter's crazy and she's but and she even gets in front of a little mini tv and is like staring at the screen at the, white, the noise, white noise yeah. and the mom turns into a war movie or something <laughs> she's like this yeah, some, is butter <laughs> yeah watch these people be some crazy murdered. like intense war movie which i had the name for it was oh, it the one they played over and over go again? for broke was the name of it go for broke um great movie great <laughs> yeah, Oscar yeah awesome movie i don't know that I don't even think it. We, it like we don't even access to it <laughs> That's anymore. That's my favorite uh, movie. <laughs> Go for broke. Best World War II movie ever. Uh, <laughs> we don't know that. No, we don't. Um, but yes, Carol Ann is staring Harbor? at the TV and they change it, but the mom goes upstairs, the dog starts barking at the wall, that, yeah. brings its toy to the wall, and she's kind of like, that's a little weird, but she doesn't think anything up, but then she goes downstairs, and this is what's cool, really cool, like Caleb was talking about. It's one all shot. one shot. Apparently. It's really neat how they how they did this. So Explain if you've seen the movie, me, you can understand it. If you haven't, it's she walks into the the kitchen <laughs> when she had just told her kids, "I'm so upset with you that you don't push in your chairs right. at the table." When she walks downstairs, the table is completely clean, but, but all the chairs are pushed out really far back, really far back, and it's like six chairs around this table because it's a big family. It's weird. Though. So, it's a small table for six chairs. I'm just saying. Oh, my family did that. We all gathered on a really small table for dinner when I was okay. a kid. But so I kind of that's I guess that's maybe what scared me when I was maybe eight years old. Maybe I watched you. this movie. It's like your table. But yeah, she. She pushes all the chairs as, again, one continuous long shot. She looks at the daughter and says, did you you do this? And the girl says, "Mm -hmm." "Uh uh-uh. And so she pushes 
all the chairs in one by one. She gets some walks something. off to the side. The camera follows her, and she grabs some cleaning supplies out of a cabinet. Yep. And then when she comes back, all They're the chairs all are in this stacked. like crazy looking stack on top of the table. They're like hanging off a little bit too. It's yeah. impressive. It's a feat of so physics. Apparently, the way they did this How was did they tell me um, the chairs that were stacked were already stacked together. Okay. They're all glued together. It's where they wouldn't fall oh, apart and all stuff. So. What Damn happened it. was when the camera panned away movie to watch magic, her. Caleb. No, it's movie magic. Yeah, it's pretty Practical incredible how they effects. did it because when you watch it, it's really fast. Like, yeah. It's only like it three like, seconds. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think that's one continuous and, shot. And there's I didn't not, think it and was. you can listen. So there's there's certain times <sighs> in movies where you can hear that they they canceled out the live sound and put in the recorded audio. You're right. It did sound and, different. And no, I, honestly, I couldn't hear it. Really? I thought I thought it was like a so moment. You, of, you of, can hear honestly. So I had like the, I watched this last night to kind of prepare for it. And I remember turning up the, I turned my volume as loud as I go with headphones in and you can kind of hear some scurrying. It's really weird. You can yeah. kind of hear this like, and like some breathing mm. while she's doing it. So That's it's like, as shit. but yeah, she, the camera follows her. And while they, the, while she follows her, while the camera follows her, there is apparently the crew jumps in there and two or three people are putting the, um, Chairs Blue that are chairs. already stacked up to get on top of the table, and the rest of the crew is grabbing the chairs on the floor and Moving pulling them away. off. That makes sense. And when you watch the scene all together, it's amazing. I don't know how many times it took them to do oh, it. I was hoping you did. That's I what don't, I wanted yeah, to know. That's never been, I mean, oh, not to my knowledge. Balls. As far as I know, it's not out there how many times it took them to do it. But we'll say twice in the movie. Let's just say once for even for better. Fun. I was giving it um, a break. It didn't one take. Done. One cut of the dead. You're welcome, Speedberg. Um, Speedberg. I call him Speedberg. That's how I spelt it on the on the outline. <laughs> so it's okay. That's my fault. Um, but that's. I mean, that's one of many really cool shots in the movie. It was really. And cool. We'll talk about it as you keep going, but that's the first one into there to where you kind of not only are you like spooked by what's happening, but as like the filmmaking side of it's kind of like. Oh, th- thunder's bored over there. <laughs> Boring thunder out. Thunder took a big breath. He's tired. <laughs> thunder's like, shit, go home, guys. I'm tired. <laughs> Wrap it up. We but get yes. it. There's a ghost. Uh, well, <laughs> we get it. There's a poltergeist. Sure. Poltergeist. Big movie. Move Any the round. I didn't know you guys would talk about this that much. I picked this movie and I can't even talk about it. <laughs> you did pick this movie. That's right. Like, Sorry. In a, in a very brief... Let's tr- let's shoot for oh, ten I'll, minutes. Oh, I'll do this in two minutes. Oh wow! Well, don't skip that it's much. Like a there's, a lot, there's a lot of movie <laughs> okay. to go. I know. Okay, so I'm just gonna hit the highlights because great shot though, great scene though. Good. Thanks. We had we had to no, talk about that. That one. was uh, because after that, that's when the shit really hits the fan because you finally kind of go to. You, I love the scene where Craig T. Nelson comes home from his day at work and the the wife's like, "Hey, watch this," and she puts her daughter down in this weird ghost infested circle and her just gets slung across the floor. She's well, like, yeah, it yeah. burns. She she's got circles on the kitchen floor she marked it out she marked it out and she puts a chair down first right and we watch this chair slide across the room but what cracked me up watching this as like as an adult she puts she's like oh the chair worked and Craig Tino just kind of sits down and he's like holy shit like yeah he's gonna just watch this chair levitate not even right. levitate but get this chair get dragged across the floor you can see the string what cracks me up is she puts a helmet on her child <laughs> And she's somebody. like, she's like, you sit over there and catch her when she catch comes her, over. Yeah. So the kid slides across the floor, and it's really funny. But I'm like, she, she put a helmet on there. She's she hit like, the wall before. which means while while Craig T. Nelson's at work, that <laughs> that kid hit the hit her head really hard. She's she like, ran to the wall. Let me just put a helmet twice. on you next time. Real quick note on that scene: Did y'all notice the jump cut? 
How they were in uh, mid sentence and they automatically. Oh yeah, were oh, yeah. I noticed door. the. the yeah. I also noticed the, story the, 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 the thing underneath her that was yeah. you could obviously see being pulled. Do you know the story behind the jump cut? Okay, the original scene had Craig T. Nelson's character saying how he hated Pizza Hut. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh that's she right, says they, we'll get Pizza Hut. Yeah. Okay. And Pizza, pizza Hut took offense, so oh. they removed the scene and just. Thunder loves Pizza Did a Hutt. horrible jump cut to the neighbor's door, like mid-sentence. It did jump there. That that's, was a weird scene, too. That crust is so good. It's good, though. Yeah. That's pan Thunder gives pan. pan. Or just pan. Thunder gives two thumbs up to pan pepperonis lovers. Pepperonis lovers. That's hard to say. When you're a little I'll put drunk. that off my list. <laughs> yeah. Pan so, pepperoni lovers. Peppers. Peppers. So, Ryan, what are you thinking about right now, Ham or pan? <laughs> <laughs> It's like cold. They spray it with Pam. <laughs> and cook it. I'm a big fan of Red Baron. <laughs> Let's too. not do Me pizza too. talk. I'm Let's hungry. Let's not do pizza talk. Yeah, I'm hungry. Um, I'm not hungry because I've had like four hot dogs. I did too, but that's and not the point. Seven beers. <laughs> and seven My beers. My farts yeah, smell like chili hot dogs. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think about right now? I wish that microphone could have picked that up. <laughs> that he, farted, he farted right when I said that. <laughs> That's what I think about. Yep, smells like chili hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caleb, get us through this movie. <laughs> just talk about I'm this. Trying. What happened here? Shit's I'm gonna, done. I'm gonna step far away <laughs> and not talk anymore. <laughs> so, at this point, Craig T. Nelson and things begin to happen because the next thing you know, the tree is breaking through the little kid's room, snatches up little Robbie, and starts to eat the motherfucker. Oh my gosh, the tree's trying to eat him. So while Craig T. Nelson and his wife are trying to save his son, who's been warning his dad for years, apparently. Well, I say years. However long they've been living in the house that the tree's going to eat him was right. In three days. Three. It was only three days? I don't know. I'm just oh, okay, we'll go with three days. Backing away again. Thanks. And so so they pull, they eventually get the son. Okay, I, do, I did laugh a lot. You heard me say this. The scene, the stunt doubles, when they get the kid out, oh, yeah. they like hit hard on the ground. Oh, yeah. I mean, the kid's head like slams into the ground. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's, know if they just, were meant to hit that bottom branch because it's like, <laughs> Boy, it if I was trying to save my son, let's not go into a topic of who had kids or not. <laughs> but if I was trying to save my son... And I hit a branch at the f- and flipped over the way they did. It'd be like I'm landing on my child. Right. Yeah, like, and sure enough, he lands. He does right oh, yeah. on top Man. of him. Was that so was a like, dummy or did they get a stunt kid? I saved his life. Oh, I landed yeah. on top of him. They bounce back, man. It's okay. They're mostly cartilage at that age. But then the uh, tree gets pulled away by a tornado. Yeah, then so the tree, okay. yeah, exactly. So, but the whole point is, while this is, it's all a distraction. And the daughter runs out and pulls her pants down right around time. She did her long shirt. She did. That's she what cracks her, me up. Yeah, no, she runs out and goes, "It's a tornado," and she's pulling her shirt down. She's like, "Oh, ass is." Oh, the little fan was blowing a little too hard for yeah. Dana. I will say that the tornado <laughs> in Wizard of Oz looked better than the tornado in this yeah, movie. Yeah, the tornado looked really bad. <laughs> yeah. It looked, I did, that was the and first. And I'll give it, like, ugh. there was some great practical that was, that effects. That Thunder's perfect TV. Thunder has an uh, incredible TV, so old 80s effects don't look it good on that, on that beautiful TV. <laughs> and that's like, it, that's the crazy thing about this movie. Like, there's some thing, like, some of the practical effects were great, fantastic. That's the whole thing. Back. You can but, tell the practical effects you can tell you like this is real yeah but when it takes you out of it it's like oh the cgi right yeah. or whatever oh, they called it back still then. still takes you out well <laughs> what yeah. did they call it back then cgi right i mean <laughs> computer graphics cgr oh, so they just call it cg computer graphics <laughs> they didn't call it cgi yeah, back then it was bad. i don't know but yeah you can tell especially with that tornado it was yeah, bad. yeah like 
But I watched it last night on my TV, which it just told me watching this here tonight that I was like, my TV sucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> tornado looked amazing. Because like tornado looks tornado looks like straight twister. out of Twister. It looked like nine oh, of the tornadoes last night with Devin Sawa. <laughs> and then I watched it here at Thunder's house, and I'm like, that looks fake. <laughs> that looks fake as shit. <laughs> so, like I said, the whole point is Shout though, out to nine of the tornadoes with Devin Sawa. If you haven't seen that movie, go check reference. that one out. Yeah, that was that's a really great reference. So, um, so the whole point is it's a distraction by whatever the poltergeist is because while they're out trying to save their son who's being eaten by a tree don't forget a tree tried to eat their son god freaking scary and so Dude, the daughter it scared me so much when I was a kid when he was like it's taking me it's I taking know. me literally reaching yeah. with hands to grab him and so Carol Ann's upstairs in her room still and then the closet opens and it begins to suck her inside it's <laughs> 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 I wish you could see Kevin's face right now, people. <laughs> <laughs> I've left him lost for words. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> and so it begins to just. Of a beautiful statement. <laughs> and so, like. You just it, see her face trying to suck her inside. <laughs> so, so it did. And then it did. It pulled her inside. It's like the ride that close. You just sound so dirty when you say it. <laughs> Keep going. Come on. Come on. Roll through this. Roll through this. I have to say it. Don't don't mind me. So it pulled her in, it pulled her inside through a vacuum. All right. saying inside. It pulled her in the closet into this white shining light and she's gone. And then the and then shit just happens because the parents come in, they pretty much forget about Robin who is swallowed by a tree halfway up to his neck. Yeah, poor kid's covered in blood and sap <laughs> exactly. just wandering around the house. Yeah. And so they're panicking, the dad jumps in the pool that's filled with rainwater, and then the next thing you know in this again another iconic scene, you know Robin sitting in front of the television in the white light, the white light. The uh, what well, was white light, I guess. Um and the white noise, white noise is going off and he just starts hearing care car- I keep calling him Carrie Ann. Carol Ann. Carol Ann starts asking for him, and, and the mom comes in, and there's that. That was a really cool shot, by the way, with, with the mom and Robin just kind of looking at each other, and you kind of see their silhouettes, and she's like, listen, he's like, listen, mom, and you hear Carol Ann calling from the TV. That was really cool. I have to say that the Robin kid was awesome. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, he was like, covered in, like, yeah. He his his uh, attention. He, yeah, like he, he was kind of going a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. he was. He legitimately seemed terrified. So, so next thing he goes to a college. Get, I guess it's a college. That's what it sounded like a college because she was kept talking about being, you know, trying to get grant money and stuff for crazy people things. Yeah, it's one of those um, things they do in eighties movies where like they don't say where they are. Three days later, mm. but obviously, obviously, it's been some time. It's been a little because he was rough looking. Yeah, Ooh. he went from looking normal, like, like coach. Coach, yeah, it's good. Looking, uh, he had black circles under his eyes. He hadn't slept and, in a few days. And he even said he was like, "I don't care about the screaming. I don't oh, care yeah. about the noise. We just want our daughter back." Yeah, it was really neat because you could tell you could tell the lady wasn't really like they, she was supposed she to be like him. she was supposed yeah. to be like the paranormal expert, but mm-hmm. you know, you could tell she wasn't really into it or she hadn't really seen anything. That's a better way to say it. So they get to the house and they open the door. I love it. They're like, "What's in this room?" Oh, we don't open that door anymore. <laughs> He's like, "That's where the kids' room was, where she was pulled into." And I did think it was weird though. He was like. We haven't gone to the police yet. I feel mm-hmm. like when your kid's gone for a couple days, I get, yeah. But when your kid sucks well, into yeah. the TV, yeah. I mean, well, what do you tell right. the police? And I think the mom was going just a little bit crazy. Oh, she, she was, was really so normal. excited to hear her daughter's voice. No, well, and, she was acting you know. so normal. She yeah. was in PSTD mode. She yeah. was like in delirium. Uh, 
and it was weird. Like the whole next few scenes were were kind of hard to watch yeah, because yeah. the mom, the dad again, Craig T. Nelson was at his wits end. The daughter's freaking out. Like she's hysterical yeah. every time they show her. Yeah, dad didn't look like he slept for weeks. No, and the mom, but though she's just cool and calm as a cucumber, as they say. Which I do love. So they they get the paranormal, paranormal investigators, I guess yeah. you know, to come into the house and look. And uh, I love I love the the whole sequence where the car the guy's talking about yeah he's like we saw him. she's like, like we'll take ah. photos and she's like ryan here took some photos the other night and um he, he took some incredible photos and ryan the guy's <sighs> like he's like i took photos of this car going across on linoleum seven surface meters. seven meters it only t- no well he said like seven was, feet or something feet, he's, like, he's like seven feet it only took seven hours i did yeah. it in time and crazy nelson's like <laughs> I've got what? an incredible like, time lapse video. He's like, he's, like, he's, like, he's like, what took seven hours? He's like, well, for the whole thing to happen. He's like, but I recorded it all with a time lapse camera. And then he opens. And Craig Nielsen just goes, okay. okay. And opens the door, opens the and door. the room is just going haywire. Like, oh, yeah. the bed is spinning, it's, things are flying around the, the room. The clown is on the bed. The clown is on the bed, floating cloud. around. Okay. Did you evaluate he was across. drinking a Budweiser? I did. That sounds yeah. about right. I mean, he hasn't slept in days. Yeah. So he might as well get drunk, right? Might as well. (laughs) So so at this point, it kind of begins the investigation scene. And there's a, again, you can tell the people aren't really ready to see what they're going to see. They're totally caught off guard. They weren't expecting to find anything real. And man, it's just, it gets real intense at that point because they have the first scene where they, they carry in as they're talking to them through the TV. Gets real creepy. There's that patented light of don't let her go into the light, whatever you do. And she's like, don't go into the light, which comes back later. Um, and then the poltergeist, whoever it is who's in charge, starts picking on the camera people. Like yes. the he, and it what was the guy's name who didn't come back? Marty. 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 Okay, so y'all heard me say this too. So like there's a really cool scene where he starts eating. He throws a steak on the just on the countertop. He's just well, like the, Well, the well, family steak. is asleep. The whole family is asleep. He's hungry, the, man. The, the, the investigators are the only ones awake. Right. They're recording and Marty stuff says, still. I'm hungry. I'm going to the kitchen to find something to eat. And he, I guess he opens up the fridge and just finds a raw piece of steak. So he throws it on, there. but he so throws he, it on the counter. Throws it on the counter, <laughs> he yes. T- he yeah. just While he's like, eating a yes. chicken wing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he just so, says, I'll put this here while I eat this chicken wing. I'll grab a skillet to cook up this yeah, steak, that's weird. I guess. Who cooks up? That's a big steak, I too. I mean, uh, even if I was in a stranger's house and I opened the fridge and saw a steak on a plate, and I was like, oh, they said I can have free range of the kitchen, so I'm going to cook no. this steak. My first thought is, heat up the pan... <sighs> And then put the steak on the skillet, right. not throw the steak on the linoleum. But the awesome effect that we had could not have been possible yeah. if logic this, had played I don't even know exactly scene. what it was so, that busted through the creepy crawling the, steak. Uh, the, the, it, was like, it looked like bone The or upside down. Whatever the it is. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever Thanks, it Dustin. is on the other side. So, yeah. So, something busts through the steak. The chicken wing he spits out, he looks down <laughs> on the floor, has maggots in it. And then he gets to... So, y'all heard me say this. So, he runs into the bathroom. And I remember seeing this when I was younger. It scared the shit out of me. Um, the scene where he looks into the mirror. And <laughs> yeah. he starts pulling at his face. And that's the only thing I remembered it as, as a kid. But as we were watching it tonight, I, have ne- I mean, it happened. Caleb, you said, oh, this is that part. Oh, oh. oh that looks fake as shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I know. I was so I was so terrified of what was going up. And then when you finally look at it, it it's looks really bad. it looks like it's a mannequin so bad. covered in clay that it he's is. pulling at. It is. It was so bad. That was the part that really scared me as a kid. Yes. yes. It terrified me as a kid. Rewatching it last night. I'm just like, ha. <laughs> no. I saw this movie a hundred times. It scared so you every I time? Was, 
Oh no! Yeah. As I got oh, older, okay. I was kind of like, I see what's going on. But yeah, I also okay. saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's a great I saw movie. The face melting, the yeah, the Raiders. Yeah. You know that oh, whole yeah. thing. It's like Without I've seen this thing right a hundred times. But yeah, as as a thirty one year old, I can tell it's fake. Right, but it's still like 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 with Thunder. It's like this movie scares me because of I remember. No matter how many times I see it, I remember it as seeing it as an eight year old. Right. And it terrified me. Oh yeah, absolutely. I loved it. I loved yeah, it. I, yeah. watched, I would watch it every day. It's but still it, a it good scared movie. Me so much. Yeah. No yeah. matter what you say, it's a it's a really yes, good that movie. That scene is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, Again, like I said, as a kid, I remember I remember seeing a shot of that on TV and scared the shit out of me. And I was like, no. And now as an adult, watching it for the first time the whole way through, yeah, I hey, you my, made it through. I did. And you made it through. I did. So, <laughs> and you saw it was just proud of you. Just. <laughs> A, a, a very great practical effect. Yeah. It was, but you could tell it was fake. Pretty terrible. Um, yeah. So at this point, and that's Toby Hooper for you, right yeah, there. They Toby. didn't have Tom Savini on this one. Old no, Toby. no, no, that son of a bitch. I tell you, Toby Hoops, Toby's got a good mind. He does. Even if it was Stephen's hands, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. So just so we to kind of thirty yeah, minutes of argument, right? No, here. yeah. So the rest of the movie kind of plays out again. If you've ever seen it, it's wonderful. This is when uh, Zelda, right? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. When well, Zelda, her name is Tangina. Yeah. Sorry, Tangina. Her real name is Zelda. Her real name is Zelda. Which so is... Zelda, the actress, comes in after, and I. So I did think this was neat because the the lady who is in charge from the paranormal group before they leave to go put their camera, like put their footage back in at their college and like review it, she's like. I'm going to bring help. She's like, I'm going to come a, she, back. They have a really nice, this is when. The whisper scene that I was talking about right, earlier. Talk, yeah, they're whispering yeah. a lot. It's that, again, you just kind of, you just need to watch it because the whole conversation they have is beautiful. Yeah, and this is, when, really is. this is when I look at the movie and say, Steven Spielberg. That oh, right that was there, definitely right Steven there. Spielberg. That it's whole, a very heartwarming. Yes. Uh, the music, the, the score comes in. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice, beautiful score. And it's like, this is totally Spielberg. To it where is. It's like every line is The scene where, okay, the one deep, that got... Every, every thing they mention The one that got me was when Robin, when Robin looked at the lady and he was like, so do you think if I were to die, I could go see Carol Ann and tell yeah. her it, it's okay or show her how to come back? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was so sweet and innocent. You were like, oh, he doesn't really yeah. understand what he's yeah. saying. He just wants to help his sister. And she's, I love the lady. She just smiles the whole mm-hmm. time. I and that is total Spielberg to me. Like yeah. that's Well, I, th- I think it's funny too. So from someone who's never seen the movie, who's familiar with Zelda, the actress and Carol Ann and the line, like I don't remember her. Like I had no idea that lady was in it and she plays such a huge role. She might be the most important person because she's the most comforting character sure. in that movie. She Dr. Has, Les. Yeah. 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 She was wonderful. She has the most like, I remember even like, so as an eight year old watching that movie, she used to scare me. Really? As yeah, because those big eyes, but it wasn't, big glasses. It wasn't. It wasn't how she. So much how she looked, but I was just like, when she came into the movie, it was like, holy shit! Like, yeah. like I remember, it, like it made me shit uncomfortable. Yeah, I was like, this is real now, and like, I don't know if it was because of her stature and like you know right. the things that came along with being a small person. Yeah, and as me as an eight year old didn't understand that kind of thing. Yeah, but it scared me. Right, but like as soon as and. I saw. I've seen the movie so many times, but I try to look at it when we prepare to record for this podcast. I tried watching the movie in a different mindset, but like, and you'll get to the point. But when she kind of starts taking over and being right. like, "Okay, shit's getting real. You guys have to listen to me." Yeah, like with the closet scene, like give me the tennis balls and bit- all that kind of stuff, and I'll let you explain all that right. in detail. But it's as a kid, I just remember being like. 
my hands on my knees, like watching this on the TV, just like, oh my God, like, well, this is so crazy. Yeah, it like, got real intense. Like, and, and her, if it was anybody else, if it had been the redheaded lady who yeah. did a really good job, and I don't have her name in front of me, uh, um, Beatrice Stewart, I believe. Doctor, what was it? Uh, her name was Dr. Lesh. Dr. Lesh. Yes, yeah. Dr. Lesh. She was great. Yes, yeah, she, she I was loved really her. good. She had a nice, she did the whole like sympathetic. Yeah, Beatrice, I love that um, scene. Beatrice straight. I love yeah. that scene she had with her. Um, but that's my one of my favorites. As, as Zelda did, her role was just, I mean, it's that. It, the she stole she stole the show in that movie. Yeah. She did. If, it, if she hadn't been in the last 30 minutes of that movie, it would have been so much different. It would have been very different. Um, I mean, her, that, the, and she's known for that role, I believe. Yeah, like, she is. That's the, only reason, that's the only thing I know her from. Yeah. Like, it's like, again, I've never even, never seen the whole movie, but I knew she well, was that you're, person in your little, we say, quick plot summary. Right. We're going I on know, for a while. What else is new? But uh, that's that's my fault. No, it's okay. Uh, it's, this I is good. interrupt you. We're doing good, But buddy. Uh, where are we at now? So now we're at the point, basically, where she has brought, again, crap Brian, what do you think about right now? Um... Well, I was going to hold my thoughts till we're done because I, I have some thoughts. Don't okay, ever, well, I was just wondering what you're Don't thinking. ever hold, hold your thoughts, done. Ryan. Don't hold them, buddy. Well, we'll, 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 we're done. I don't we'll get off track. You're on okay. a roll. I'm never on a roll. Cocaine's a so, hell of a drug. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so at this point, they're kind of at wit's end because basically all that's happened is the paranormal experts have come in and they realize shit's real. Well, let me, By let the me way, Marty's not coming back. I was going to wait to talk about this at the end until till you were done. Here I am interrupting you again. It's but okay. This is what we do. While you're explaining the rest of this, think about this. You watched The Conjuring. Correct. Unfortunately. How similar do you see these two movies? Yeah. Like, okay, well, so I, I remember... Obviously, The Conjuring is that's what a lot actually more I was thinking. You're thinking uh, here, yeah. mine, was, mine was more of uh, Insidious. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So Definitely it's like, and so it's yeah. a, but you think of the haunted house, they they pull like they things. pull the medium in. Right. I'm talking movies. I know, I know. movies. Yeah. Um like when I was watching this last night, you know, I've seen this movie so many times, but just watching it last night, I was like, Man, this is the conjuring. Yeah. Like this is the conjuring. It's true. Yeah, they they like, literally you reach... pull in the Warrens. <laughs> so Zelda is the you Warrens. Know, the Warrens. Yeah. The Warrens. She comes yeah. in and she knows everything. She's you, the expert. You trust her. Also, Insidious, the lady they pull in. Who, yeah, Lynch. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. Um, also, there's Never a lot of uh, there's a lot of hint of uh, sexual tension. Um, Stranger <laughs> Things. Stranger <laughs> Things. I felt tension. like got a lot of influence from. Oh, well, that's the whole thing. Uh, like, well, like our age group and people who probably saw The Conjuring and Insidious and Strange Things and have never seen Poltergeist, they're gonna watch Poltergeist for the first time and be like, "This doesn't impress me." Nothing scary. Right. This isn't scary. But this, this is where scary. it all birthed from. But, yeah. yeah, this is where yeah, no, I all can those appreciate people got that influence from. Well, there are a few yeah. scary things in it. Well, yeah, yeah it's I'll so scary. the scariest thing in a few But minutes. it's like, that's... that's The whole time I was watching it last night, I was like, man, I just cannot stop thinking of James Wan right now and being like, I wonder, yeah. I never made the connection, even though the, I've... Years ago, when I saw The Conjuring, when it came in theaters, it didn't even cross my mind that this reminds me of Poltergeist until yeah. I watched Poltergeist last night and I was like, wow, it's, it's yeah. like and that's, extremely and that's funny you say that because exactly right when you were like, Ryan, what are you thinking? I was like, I was going to hold this till the end, but you're thinking the conjuring, but I was insidious, insidious yeah. for me. But, yeah. So it's the idea that an expert comes in. Expert comes in. Yeah. yeah and they yeah. know what's going on, um, which again is exactly what happens, by the way, because nothing's getting better at this point. They can't get yeah. Carol Ann back. They pretty much have given up. And <coughs> I did love how they. Again, the mom, the mom has these fitting moments. Like she, I feel like the mom's fighting with her, 
her craziness almost you might call it because yeah she's very sane at some points and then other points she's a little bit deranged completely understandable um but yeah it's it, like zelda comes in and obviously craig t nelson whose name in the movie i can't remember so i'm steven just, i'm just gonna keep calling it craig t nelson steven freeling thank you steven craig yeah so craig t nelson keeps coming in and and like he's not impressed so this is basically your spielberg took this from the typical, I related to Star Wars, right? Like the the Yoda introduction, because typically, and I literally like that's all I could think of. Because the whole point of like what I'm referring to, Empire Strikes Back, is like when you first time you see Yoda, you see the tiny little frog thing, yep. and you're like, this can't be anyone important. And that's kind of a a basic example and or example they use in every hero story where. It's usually the person you overlook that is the most important it's, it's, person. It's an essential part of the hero's journey. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> and so you get this lady that comes in and Craig T. Nelson, they don't I don't think they say she's a psychic <sighs> at first, but at one point, she asks him a question. He just sits there and like stares at the camera because she's upstairs. Zelda, that is. The actress is upstairs walking around getting a feel for the place, and he thinks the answer, and he's kind of chuckling to himself. And I love it because a few seconds later, she comes back, and she actually answers his question where there's no way she could have heard him, and you see his face, and he's like, oh, shit. This lady's the real deal. Yep. And that's when you're like, okay, this weird, tiny little lady is about to wreck shop on what's like she knows what's going on you need to not overlook her trust her she's the guide this is going to work out even though he doesn't really trust her which again because when she takes over like i said things just start moving really fast yeah i did, and okay. he still doesn't yeah you can tell he still doesn't he doesn't well because he starts pulling on the rope before he's, he's still angry to. at her yeah. yeah um and so really you get to the highlight of the movie which is them saving carol ann and so they find this portal earlier you find out that there's like a an, an open portal yeah. in the ceiling of their roof well, uh, ryan with, ryan <laughs> one of the cameramen the guy with the mustache yes who Ryan Bork looks just like? So like, yeah, he oh. looks just right. Yeah, I'm gonna say Ryan said he looked like Lionel Richie. There's every black one. musician of the '80s. I was, I was trying not to use the word black. I was one years old. The, black, the black guy in the movie. Yes. <laughs> hey, re, what does your napkin say? I don't know. Read that napkin to me real quick. How do you like to make friends? <laughs> Thunder has the best. Thunder made us a, a delicious chili hot dog meal delicious. tonight. Delicious. And best napkins yes, of all time. Yes. Incredible hot dogs. I had three. Caleb had seven. Four. Thunder had twelve. Kevin had sixteen. Yeah. We just we had so many. Ryan so had, many wieners. Ryan, Ryan didn't have any. <laughs> he just came in. Ryan just, just walked he just out put with one. one. Yeah, he just put one in his underwear. Yeah, I was like, like, it was his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tina. But <laughs> Terry. <laughs> but better but, but better than the food were Thunder's napkins he had. I've never seen such they, these napkins. Yeah, had my great first motivation. one said, "What was the most outrageous thing yeah, you saw today?" They, they weren't motivational, and I gave quite statements. a story about that. Yes. that I'm not going to share on the it podcast. It was awesome. They weren't motivational statements; they were motivational questions. Yeah. And I, yeah. I loved them. Thank you, Thunder. So um, I'm going to I'm going to move along here. Pick up where I, we're I get to this pick curse. Up where we were. I want to get to this curse and the arguments. So, um, <laughs> so again, the movie plays out with Zelda, who comes in and flat out says, "Look." Sometimes people, when they die, don't realize they've died, and they get stuck here in a dream state. And unless they can find someone to lead them to the spectral light, I think she called it, you know, they're just kind of stuck here, and they don't know what they're doing. And there was an earlier camera shot where you really do see about 15 to 20, 
I don't know, corporal spirit beings like coming down the stairs. Um, And so that's kind of where you realize what's happened is there are these dead souls. That's why I brought the black guy. We got off on tangent about hot dogs, but that's why I brought the black guy, Ryan. Yeah. He had said, if if this is the exit, Mm. which he was pointing at it because they had seen things come out of the ceiling. Yeah, where's the entrance? He was like, if this is the exit... The entrance has to be here somewhere. Yeah. And that's when you start thinking, oh, okay, well, where is it? Right. And, and they we pull know up, and that's when Zelda comes in. And, right. Again, we know as the audience, it's the it's the closet because we saw her be yeah. sucked in there. Obviously um, the closet. But but yeah, so it's this idea now where she comes in and she's like, Look, so what's gonna happen is we're gonna have to basically get Carol Carrie, damn it. Carol Ann. Carol Ann to we're gonna have to go in and grab her. Yeah. She doesn't say it, but you can tell it's where it's leading to because they start riding on tennis balls um, and they have this rope and they eventually again uh, Zelda what's her name in the movie? I keep calling her Tangina. Zelda. I'm gonna call her Zelda. That's yeah. easier. Zelda eventually finds the opening in the closet. She knows what it is. You can tell. She can just she sensed it because she's clairvoyant. And <coughs> She's also informed, by the way. She's like, hey, don't forget, Mom and Dad. There's this malevolent spirit that has its arms wrapped around her. And it's got a tight hold on her. And it's not going to let her go because it has everything that they want to feel, but they can't feel it anymore. And so it's really interesting because you turn the poltergeist into more like a parasite of the idea that it wants to feel alive again, but it can't. But at the same time, it it doesn't want to let go of that feeling. <laughs> and so it's grabbed onto her and it's... It's keeping her. And so they have to literally go in and rip her away from them. And so you get to this uh, this scene where they finally break through the barrier and they open the doorway after Craig T. Nelson threatens to spank her. Um, <laughs> that's what happens. He's like, I'm going to give you a real spanking, me and your mommy. And then she's like, no. And then that's when it happens. And so they go into the kid's room and I'll d- they throw the tennis balls through. And I love, I love, is it Randy? No. Yeah. Randy. Ryan. Ryan. Sorry. Ryan. Sorry. Just kidding. Ryan. I thought yeah. it was Randy. <laughs> and so Ryan's like, holy shit, this is my handwriting. When the tennis ball passes through, it's covered in Yeah. She throws, she stands outside the closet door with this whole like, you know, flashing light going on and throws yeah. the tennis ball through. <laughs> and it and goes Ryan, through. who is standing downstairs, catches the ball and says, this is my handwriting. He's like, extremely excited. Right. You know. It's covered in goo and some weird stuff. Jello. But pink jello. Uh she throws another ball, happens again. Comes through. Then the rope. She decides, okay, Diane, like we're going in. Well, actually, she says she's gonna go in. She's like, <laughs> yeah, I've dealt life. with this. She's like, I'll get her. And the mom's like, You've never done this. I love it. She's like, You're right. You yeah. go. <laughs> it's just funny because it's like, you know, wind blowing. The you know, you can tell there's these the industrial fans in on set. Yeah. Blowing their hair, and it, this, the whole thing okay. goes, What are you doing? I'm tying the rope to me. No, I'll do it. And the mom's like, no, the the Zelda goes, you've never done this before. Mom goes, neither have you. She won't come to you. (laughs) And Zelda goes, you're right. You go. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite scenes in the you're movie. You're right. She's you just go. like, you know her what, face, you're right. Her face just kind of yeah. collapses and was like, you're right. Yeah. You yeah. go. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And you so, get in there. And so the mom does. She runs right through the portal and tied to a rope. The idea is she's supposed Nelson. to grab. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the idea is she's supposed to to get the to get Carol Ann and then Randy. Right, damn it, Ryan and Doctor Lester are supposed to pull her out with the with the daughter. But 
but the husband, of course, panics because all of a sudden Zelda starts talking to the spirits in this weird little triangle symbol she's making as she backs up against the wall. Yeah. She's like, every one of you, she's yeah, like, all it's children okay. are welcome. Yeah. yeah, go to the light. And he's like, no, you're not supposed to go to the light. He's like, what are you doing? He doesn't trust her, yeah. even though she knows what she's doing. And so he starts yanking on it, not realizing he's pulling the, the evil spirit through is basically what he ends up doing. And this giant head demon skull head pops through and it's like what is happening and it growls it didn't at him. scare me as an adult as a kid right. that part scared yeah, me. absolutely it didn't scare me as a right right as a, now that i'm 34 years old you know or now i don't know how old i am I, 33 34 something like that i'm old and so it jumps okay. through and it scares him it's not a straight answer but it's okay. okay 33 or 34 33 and a half how old are you i really don't know off the top of say my head. your age i really don't know so the next big scene, and this kind of gets to the end of the movie here, um, they pull, of course, they pull the the wife and uh, the mother and Carol Ann through. You're not sure if they're going to make it, so they put him in a bubble bath for some reason. That was weird that it was a bubble bath. Water and brings it back, apparently. Man. And it brings them back, and then, you know, of course, they all, they give them their moment alone, and and then the next thing you know, it kind of fast forwards. A, it doesn't really say, but I'm guessing I just, think it's the next day. It feels like a few days. Yeah, it most I like, think it's the next okay. day. I was thinking it most like... Nelson was already... Set to go. I think it's the next day too. I, I think like they're ready they, to leave they, the next son day. came okay. up and he was like, well, "Let's get the fuck well, out." Well, I just feel okay. I, I thought it was like two French. or three days, but regardless, that yeah. So basically, they're moving out. And I think that's the first fuck on the episode so far. No, I said it at like the very beginning. Okay, so but that's okay. That's twice. That's two. At least four. <laughs> we we earn that explicit tag. We do. Woo-hoo. The movie ends with Craig T. Nelson and his boss. Although I don't remember him going off to work, but for some reason his boss brings him home. I don't I don't know how that he did. Happened. He said he told his wife, "I have to go." Yeah, but why did his boss bring him home? Check things with Teague. I don't know. He was just going to check things. I thought that was weird. Okay, anyways, yeah. So By he, this movie, we were talking a lot. I know. But no, we but were still. goofing around. No, okay, but I heard him say he was going to work, but then like his boss drives him home. That yeah, was yeah. weird. He said he was going to get some stuff from the office. But why did his boss drive him home? I don't know. I don't know. The makes, office was and in why the, did it the take till Like 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so later that know. night, they're, we don't all, know. they're all hanging out at nighttime. Son of a bitch. The, the dog gets a peep show of the 2 by 4 and she gets in the... <laughs> keep going, keep going. Come on, Caleb. Keep going. Sorry. We're all laughing at you. Keep going. <laughs> you can all hear that's our producer, Thunder John. Just laughing so much. But Caleb, come on. So why he needs on. a mic. So the <laughs> So they all of a sudden this one the clown finally fucking shows up. And so <coughs> I've been waiting all night for this damn clown. And so, <coughs> so you, you think do like it. You think it's all over because the she says this house is cleansed. Zelda does. And she like fixes her hair to a She's like, this no, house she is goes, clean. Oh, no. Rips off the glasses. <laughs> yeah. You can't see me right now. I'm ripping off my glasses. <laughs> Look at Caleb's dead in the, the eye invisible and go, camera. This house <laughs> is clean. She does. She's wrong, by the way. She was dead wrong. Absolutely <laughs> wrong. She was so wrong. Yeah, because all of a sudden the fucking clown tries to murder the son. That like, can I say? That part got me last <laughs> oh, night. God. It had been so long since I had seen it. That clown scared the shit. No, out of when me. I was eight, that's what got me. Because yes. I'm thinking, I'm like, I remember as an eight year old watching this with my dad. Because my dad had even said he was like, we should watch this together. <laughs> And, like, I watched Halloween, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street, I watched Amityville Horror. I mean, all these movies with my dad. 
Because he was always like, if it's rated R, we have to watch it together. Oh. Even like uh, Under Siege and... So- I don't think that's rated PG-13, but like so. action movies, like yeah. Rambo and stuff. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Mm. Terminator 2. Terminator 1. I had to watch those with my <sighs> dad. Is so good. Because they were rated R. Mm. T2. And uh, this movie, he was like, man, eh, just watch it. Uh, mm-hmm. no, no big deal. And I didn't think anything of it, but as soon as I thought it was over, and the kid starts laying there, and the clown starts popping up, I remember being like, I thought the movie was over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, I know. <laughs> and the clown, and then he, he opens his eyes, the looks at that chair and the clown's gone. It's not there. And I ever tell my dad, I'm like, I don't want to watch it. I don't yeah. want to know what happens. It, it, but it's there. Like, I literally told my dad, as an eight-year-old, I remember this, to the day I said, turn it off. <laughs> he's like, what? And I'm like, I don't want to know what happens. I don't want to know. And he's like, no, 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 see what the clown does. See what but the clown does. But it's not under the bed. He wants to say, well, dad, to the sun. No, no, no. See what the clown does. Yeah, yeah so my like, dad knew what was happening. That would be me and my daughter crying. <laughs> my yeah. daughter Back in 92, 93, whatever year it was, my dad's like, no, 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 no. Let's see what the clown does. <laughs> God Scare the shit out of me. But for those who haven't seen the movie, Caleb, what does the clown the do? The clown. So he looked. This, the Robin looks under the bed, thinking the clown's gonna be there. You keep calling him Robin. It's no just, one says his name Robbie. in the movie. It's I think Robbie, she says his name but, once. Robin, and then she calls him Robbie. So he's hey, Robin. You call him by his Christian name. Sure. Right. His yes. name's Robbie. Whatever. Lottie, Dottie, fucking da. And so, <laughs> so, so his name's Robbie. And so Robbie looks uh, under the bitch. Robbie looks under the bed. And you know his first thought when he looks under the bed and realizes nothing there is fuck me because he sits back up and there's that goddamn fucking clown and it's got sharp teeth and he looks like yeah, a demon. Yeah, the whole clown has changed. He's changed his <laughs> it's face. A different clown. Wraps his arms yeah. around yeah. his neck, starts you choking know, him. But you know what? Give Robbie a, a, a coup de gras because that mother trucker when he gets pulled <laughs> <laughs> coup de gras. Because <laughs> yeah. when he gets pulled under the bed, Rob starts fighting the shit out of him. He starts ripping the stuffing out of him, and the next thing you. See, is besides, that like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu I don't term? Know. No, like coup de gras. Coup de gras. Like, coup de gras. Like Krav Maga? Krav Maga? Krav Maga. Coup de gras. Like the coup de gras. Like the big ending. It's a real thing, people. And so and so he ends up, at the end, he ends up like pulling himself out of the bed, throws the clown on top of the bed, ripping the stuffing out of him. All all, all along, he doesn't realize it like this slimy... The closet door's open this, again. This, well, I didn't think it was open. It just started creeping out the side. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It like rips the door open. right. Like, as Thunder said, it was pretty much like a what did you call Thunder? A vagina, I believe. I think he called. <laughs> I believe he called it a vagina, people. And so that's gross, Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear Thunder's explanation. Man, he can't even be on mic <laughs> to defend himself. himself. Thunder. All, all we know is Thunder said that looks like a vagina. <laughs> vagina. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! And so oh, then awesome. this weird little tentacle tries to grab the girl in the sun again, but mom comes to save the day. And then we get the big revelation. So there was a hint at this earlier in the movie, but the big revelation because for some reason Craig T. Nelson's boss drove him home. All these, I mean, you've kind of seen it before, anyways, because the mom's struggling to get inside to save her kids. But all these bodies, these skeletons, just start appearing. They're floating up in the pool. Literally, caskets are climbing up out of the ground and bodies are falling out. And you finally get the big revelation where Craig T. Nelson realizes, because earlier the boss tells him that they'll move a cemetery to put the phase five. And Craig T. Nelson finally puts it together and looks at his boss and he's like, you moved the tombstones, but you left the bodies. You left 
the bodies and the boss's eyes are just huge and he's like oh i messed up big time and so the by the way can we talk about the ending of the movie i thought the ending was terrible i mean yeah i did i really did think the ending was terrible because they eventually do get away the daughter shows up with hickeys on both sides of her neck no bra on (laughs) a weird side ponytail and she clearly just got fucked and so hell yeah (laughs) we don't know that caleb we don't know that it was the 80s man no No one wore bras back then. I never wore a bra in the 80s. I was born in 88. (laughs) Your titties haven't come in yet. It's okay. Never even wore one. (laughs) So they go to the Holiday Inn. By 95, I was watching Goosebumps. (laughs) So they go to the Holiday Inn. put a bra on my chest. (laughs) They go to this. (laughs) No, you, Ryan. Nope, never. Yeah, see? (laughs) That's two of us. Kev? Nope. No, no brawls on us, Caleb. <laughs> but if you watch Weird Science, maybe brawl on your head. Uh, That's right. Oh. I stand corrected. <laughs> That's a good movie. That's yeah. a great movie. So the movie ends with them going to the Holiday Inn, the same Holiday Inn that the daughter awkwardly was like, Holiday Inn? I've stayed there <laughs> earlier in the movie to her mom because she was being fucked there. And so they go there, and the movie literally ends with Craig T. Nelson rolling the TV out, and they look like they just went through hell. And then they just shut the door, and it just begins to pan out. And you're just like... He threw that TV oh. out because he was like, this TV's only ruined my life. I'm, we're not going to have any TV in the <laughs> that room. That was a weird sentence you just made, but I liked it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying what, what, what uh, Stephen Freeling was going through. It's true. He was. He was like, fuck TVs and white noise. Yeah. He and knew then, at this time the national anthem was about to come on. He had to get rid of that shit. Yeah, he's like, I ain't yeah. By, oh, by the way, I'm sorry. I skipped over the fact that their entire house was drawn into a vortex yeah, to and hell imploded and imploded. Yeah, because of the. Native Burial Ground, which was Thunder's original series. Well, was it for a Native Burial? I thought it was just a regular I think it was just ground. a cemetery. Uh, well, okay, so the second and third one build the second on the and the third one go more thing. into the native yeah, thing. They but do this like one, the, the pet definitely cemetery. white people yeah. in those caves. I don't think there were caves. But they definitely white people. It's not 9-11, Caleb. Oh, shit. Don't tell me, whoa. You're talking about caves and stuff. But it's a cave. Wait, how does that connect? The Taliban? No. What? what are we talking about here? I don't know how you got there. Oh, movie well, is. you know how I got there. I got there because I turned to werewolf because of this altered beast beer I'm drinking. You took that from, too. From uh, Southern Pro- Prohibition Brewery. Thank how you, the, altered beast. What the fuck did we just uh, do? Uh, don't hammer that. I said caves what, and you went all the way to Taliban. Thing. I don't know how you got there. You don't know how I got from cave to Taliban? Well, I mean, I can see it now, but I'm not sure how the first step got us there. You're <laughs> talking about a Native American burial ground. Yeah, I did say caves on accident, but you brought us there, Caleb. <laughs> you brought us there. Don't so put that on me. They go into the hotel room. He, it's over. He, the movie's he, over. He, he yeah. brings, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the elegant music as it pans out. Oh, it was oh, beautiful music. The whole movie was like that. Pretty music when it shouldn't have been pretty. Beautiful music. So we've got like three more points. Yeah, you got like four bullet points we're not left. Gonna, so not going to get to. Well, unless you want a four-hour podcast. The curse of this movie. Here we go. <laughs> you want to hear the curse of this I movie? Love, let's curses. talk about what started the curse about, of this I'll movie. I'll talk about the curse of it before I talk about who directed this movie and who wrote it. Um, <laughs> I didn't say anything. I know you didn't. Thank you. I heard you said something. <laughs> oh, good. I'm not even talking about cave people this time. <laughs> What's so funny? Ryan, what's so funny? What are you thinking about right now? 
I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta leave or you gotta go to the bathroom? Let's wrap it up. <laughs> we got a lot. No, we, we got, got things we got, to talk we got about. Ryan. Talk about Ryan. Yeah, let's talk. If you're gonna leave, you just leave. We got a lot to talk about. Okay. Um, Dominique Dunn. Okay. Here's the curse of the poltergeist. I'm ready. Dominique Dunn was the girl who played the older the sister. 16 year old daughter. But none of us kind of saw this coming, I guess. It's the whore. Um, the whore, sure. <laughs> um, she died. So the movie was released in 1982. Okay. She died on November 4th, 1982. Oh, wow. Um, after her boyfriend choked her. Choked <gasps> her um, into brain death. Yeah. What? Basically yeah. choked her to death. Why? Um, I don't know. Okay. The guy didn't like her or something. I don't I don't know this guy's motivations. Nothing's ever been said about it. Okay. Um, okay. Weeks earlier, Dunn had ended her abusive living relationship with this guy. His name was John Sweeney. Uh, but he dropped by and asked her to take him back. Conversation didn't go as they went, and he strangled her for I guess four she six wasn't, minutes. I'm guessing she, what? Wow. Yeah, the website I found was very, That's, very graphic and wow. Um, he only got four years for that, which is kind of fucked up. Four that's, years? that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! He he's he's out and about right now. Whoever this guy was, you murdered her. Um, actually, I'll say his name later. John Sweeney. John no, Sweeney. That was, no, no, no. Sorry. No. That was the chief. That was a. Uh, oh, wow. That was this website. This website misprinted. It says chef, but it was the the police chief. Oh, <laughs> not, the, not the police chef. Uh, who who got the guy? Um. Yeah, this, this, no, no, this son of correct. a bitch. That's correct. Her former boyfriend, John Thomas Sweeney. He murdered okay. her yeah. and went to jail so for was four a chef. Yeah, he fucking was a chef. years and um, killed her. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, he's a chef. Does not mean that uh, the TV the, show uh, You is that great. American my justice system. Um, that show sucks. Yeah. Um, But now we're on Heather O'Rourke. Who's that? That's Carol That's little girl. Okay. Um, I saw her in the third one one time on Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, she so she, she made it a little while. Passed away at the age of twelve. Oh, um, she what? had septic shock. Septic shock. Wow. In nineteen eighty-eight. That's bad. Um, they thought it was the flu. How she did... went into cardiac arrest, so they drove her to the hospital. And during surgery, how did sadly she passed? Wow. She passed away. Apparently, it was a misdiagnosis. Yeah, that's got to be. That's we, something you're not supposed to miss. We we'd sue for that nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> Wow. Who else died? Well, uh, not that was Craig the only deaths we had. Okay. Joe Beth Williams, the lady nope, who played the, the mom. mom. She said that when she got to her apartment after every night of filming, her pictures on the wall were crooked. Oh, son of a bitch. Uh, and she would fix them. I'm out. And then she'd go to work the next day and she'd come home. And they were all crooked again. Mm, nope. Did she have so a cat? She, she had that. Um, I would explain it. I have a cat. My yeah. pictures are straight every night. Oh, are you sure? Yes. Check them tonight. They'll be fine. They're okay. fine every night. You text me later and tell me. Was her apartment built on an old Indian burial ground? N- not that I know of. But Is your uh, house built on one? Uh, well, I'm in Weaver Park, so if anyone knows that, you can tell me. <laughs> uh, that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't given to me. Now, so Poltergeist two and three. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let, on the curse, real fast. One of the things that they say started the whole curse is during the swimming pool scene. Mm-hmm. Those were actual human skeletons. Yes. yes. No. Oh, I think oh, I didn't yeah. hear that. No. Yeah. Why would you do that? They were cheaper than buying skeletons. Oh my gosh. That's not just, not up. just the swimming pool scene. It's every. Yeah. The, scene all the, the corpses. The skeleton. They couldn't afford. Oh my fake gosh. Skeletons. They used Who real ones. Which 
Apparently, real skeletons were cheaper back Apparently. in the day. Spielberg, you dirty motherfucker. Now, that is, oh my that is all internet lore. Lore, blah, blah, blah. You know, you don't know. But that is I'll call where Spilly the curse boy. came in because um, oh my gosh. they used real skeletons yep, for the, this movie. That's fucked up, guys. So we don't know. But yeah, Poltergeist, this movie followed it. Uh, all the a lot of the actors said they felt weird things after the movie, during the movie production and afterwards. That was pretty crazy. That's really but crazy. The, the craziest thing about this movie is who directed it <laughs> and who wrote it. <laughs> Here um, it is, people. Now, if you just if you just Google this movie, oh. if you just tuned in, sure. <laughs> if you just tuned into this, uh, it's weird that you skipped the last the two end. hours. <laughs> um, this is a podcast. It's weird that you skipped right to the end. <laughs> But uh, thank you. The previous for two to hours were engaging. Podcast. Um, <laughs> the the biggest controversy of this movie is who directed it, which I don't know why it's such a huge controversy. It doesn't fucking matter. It really does. Um, okay. But I have to I have to take a stand from my my guy here Spielberg. right now. No, no he's, he's, he's totally Toby Hooper. I didn't know what he's side totally we were on. Let's, Toby let's not get into right this right now. I didn't know what let's, side let's, we were on. Let's, let's jump into this. So, um, this movie. Poltergeist was written by Steven Spielberg. Correct. When he decided to greenlight this movie and he started bringing it to production companies, they told him, well, hey, you're writing E.T. right now. Oh. You're going to direct the movie E.T. that you have. And Steven Spielberg's like, yeah, I love this movie. I want this to be the big one. And they said, well, you can't direct any other movies. Mm. And so Steven Spielberg, and this is what happens. He goes, okay, E.T., I'm going to call my friend Toby Hooper. Calls his buddy Toby Hooper. Toby Hoover's, he says, hey, Steven Spielberg calls him up, says, hey, Toby. And I'm paraphrasing here, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he says, hey, Toby, I got this movie I want you to write. It's called E.T. I want you to direct it. The studio wants me to do it. I'm kind of tied up right now. What do you think? And Toby Hoover goes, man, uh, it seems really big budget. And the storyline seems like, yeah, it's a great movie. I don't know if I'm the one for it. And Steven Spielberg goes, okay, well, you know what? If I direct this movie, I can't direct any other ones. But I have this one I want to make. Can you direct it? And it's called Poltergeist. So Toby Hooper's like, yeah, let's, let's work on it together. So Steven Spielberg and Toby Hooper spend maybe five to six months working on this movie, storyboarding it, working it out, planning every shot, planning all these things. And they say, let's do this. Let's make this movie. So... Steven Spielberg is contractually obligated to, while he's making E.T., to not direct anything else, which is fine. Yes, I see that. I see that point. So Poltergeist is getting made at the same time, and so he's not allowed to direct the movie, which is where people say, oh, it's because he wasn't allowed to. They worked around it. So it doesn't mean Toby Hooper did a damn thing. But I'll tell you what. Watch this movie. We've seen a lot of Spielberg movies. We've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. We've seen all the Internet and Jones movies. Mm, good movies. Caleb has watched War Horse. Yeah. Right? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a newer one. Yeah. But it's not a sequel. We know Spielberg movies. You can honestly watch Poltergeist and say, yeah, it kind of feels like Spielberg. It does. But then there's every moment where you're like, well, the parents are smoking weed. And there's a lot of kind of craziness going on in this movie. There's 
it's like they're they don't care about their kids doing what they want to do, but then they kind of care about the kids. And then there's like, oh, a tree's busting through the window and all this crazy stuff is happening. And it's like, hey, what does all this chaotic thing remind me of? Like going from scene to scene, and it's just all of a sudden I don't know what's going on, but I know I'm uncomfortable. What does that remind me of? Toby Hooper, the Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Toby Hooper's big movie. So you know what? Like that's what they did. I there's rumors all over the internet. And it says that Toby Hoover was, he got the title for director, but Steven Spielberg was the one telling him what to do. Mm. If you have an argument for that, I'll be glad to hear it. But what I say is that all I see is that Toby Hooper, and if I've seen all of his movies. All of them? Toby Hooper, yes. Okay. Toby Hooper is not a like take charge sort of guy. Like he is like, I want to make a movie. He'll go through it, and he will say, let's do this, let's do this. But you know what? If Steven Spielberg comes up to you and says, I want you to make this movie with me, they're going to work together to make a movie. And, yeah, Steven Spielberg may have been. So the whole thing was that, like, three or four years ago, this guy comes out, and he gets on bloodydisgusting.com, which is a great website for horror reviews and articles and all this stuff. But he comes out saying he was a cameraman, on the movie saying Steven Spielberg directed it. I'm saying that right now. And he says Toby Hooper may have been on set, but Steven Spielberg was the one directing the whole movie. And boom. Sure. Yeah. Everybody drops the mic. They're like, oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, this guy said it. This guy said it. But you know what? There's other people who've worked on that movie have come out and said, yeah, Steven was there. He was doing second unit, which if... You're not familiar with second unit. Second unit is usually the stuff. So second unit in a movie is when you're filming a movie not and the you first. know you have... Sure, it's not. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, Caleb, it's not the first unit. It is the you're people welcome. who are like, oh, we have to film like you driving down the street. Oh, okay. Second unit. You handle Driving Miss Daisy. Um, sure. Well, no, well, that's half that the, the movie. Second driving Miss Daisy. So I'm, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> The Departed. Independence Day. Uh, we're going to film a lot of the in shots with here. But uh, all the shots of the guys on the roof and the guys in the bar and the guys in the restaurant, you guys film that. That's second <laughs> unit. All the extras, a second <clears throat> unit. That's what Steven Spielberg did in this movie. I see. And sure, he may have been, he, him and Toby Hooper worked out the storyline together. That's how a writer and director works. I don't understand why people say Steven Spielberg directed this movie and Toby Hooper was just a name. And maybe I'm just a big Toby Hooper fan. I'm backing him up. But I'm with you, Le- Lambert. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> you almost forgot um, his name. <laughs> you forgot my name. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I think Toby Hooper de- definitely had influence on this movie. No, he he made this movie as a whole. When I see it, it feels like Spiel- a Spielberg movie. There's only parts. But there's only but, parts but you that feel can like make Spielberg that movie. you can make that argument that there's only parts that feels like a Hooper movie. No, no, no. See I'm the thing with Big Hooper is <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> wow, Ryan. Ryan, switching teams real quick. Real quick. No, Kev. the thing about Toby Hooper. I'm with Hooper, you. I'm with you. Watch all these movies, Thanks, buddy. Kev, who'd you say was the MVP of the movie? What do you mean, like crew or just cast? Nope. Cast. Cast. Yep. Craig T. Nelson. Not be said. Who, who was the MVP of the movie? Who stole that show? Me? It, no, personally, Craig Nelson. Okay, that's Caleb, my opinion. Who stole that show? Zelda. Zelda. You Y'all even you even sure. called her tiny little badass. Yeah, I did. No, I think she's a tiny little badass. I do. Quote. 
Toby Hooper couldn't even direct traffic. <laughs> Zelda Rubenstock. <laughs> Quote. You want, we're throwing out quotes. Here we go. Oh, I like quotes. Quote, your mom is a whore. When all this madness started coming out about who was the director and stuff like that. So Steven Spielberg was not contractually obligated. Contractually. Contractually. It's a hard word. It is. It's a hard word. It's a hard word. drink. It's a hard word. Let me take a sip on that. <laughs> he is not contractually. I believe they both have obligated, obligated to say I'm working on another movie. So yeah, that's what makes you think. Oh, that's why he got Toby Hooper. Well, to Spielberg's come, come out and said that Hooper Spielberg was said a big this part of the movie. Whenever the Hollywood Reporter printed out that Toby Hooper, that Steven Spielberg directed this movie, he personally wrote a letter into. The reporter, a direct letter to Tobe Hooper that said, and I quote, <clears throat> Regrettably, some of the press has misunderstood the rather unique creative relationship with which you and I shared throughout the making of Poltergeist. I enjoyed your openness in allowing me as a writer and producer, oh. as a writer and producer. Uh-oh. I'm with you, Lambert. A wide berth <laughs> for creative involvement. Just as I know you were happy with the freedom you had you had to direct Poltergeist oh, so wonderfully. Through the screenplay Uh-oh. you adapt, you accepted a vision of this very intense movie from the start. And as the director... There it is. Wait. You delivered the goods. You performed responsibly and professionally throughout and I wish you great success on your next project. That is from Steven Spielberg to Toby Hooper through the Hollywood Reporter. So, like, what, you're, so what you're saying is Steven Spielberg is the one who did it all. <laughs> <laughs> so what, he's, what he's saying is it was a collaborative effort. effort. effort? No, what I'm effort. saying is that Steven Spielberg was the creative mind behind this movie, but the vision... But he was a puppet. No, 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 puppeteer. No, <laughs> Caleb. In words that you say, uh, that you can understand, he was Coach Boone. Oh. Toby Hooper was Ronnie Bass. Well, then nothing more needs to be said. Nothing more needs to be said. Delivering the play, making it happen. Pitch. Toby Hooper made that pitch. He made the pitch. He made that pitch. So you know what? When effort. you look at yeah, Why are we you look at anymore? Yeah, you just, sure. You solved this. We're done. Move on. No, but. I have to prove so this guy named John R. Leonetti. George Eddies. Oh. <laughs> no, but no. thank you, John George Thank you, John George Eddies. For play lunch. In my Delicious top five beer. of 2019. Whoa, we ain't getting Ryan. Right, Ryan. Oh, so, okay, whatever. The thing that was on Bloody Disgusting and Blumhouse and all this stuff. So this guy, he was a first camera assistant. He says I was there. Hooper was so nice and just happy to be there. He creatively had input, but Steven was the one that directed all the actors. And Zelda was the one who said he directed all the actors. You nailed that accent. Good job. Yes. Well, I'm not trying to nail anything. Well, (laughs) But before you know it, here comes Mick Garris, who was a publicist (coughs) on the film. Mick Jagger. Mick Garris. He's been all over horror movies. He directed the uh, TV version of The Stand. The Stand miniseries. The TV TV version of The The Shining. Shining. He's he's done a lot of good stuff. A lot of TV stuff. Yes, that so he's like on don't, the don't, yeah, don't knock Mick, him Mick though. Like, yeah. I just get out of Mick Garris has done some great stuff. Yeah, I Mick Garris you. is incredible. I trust uh, you. He comes to Hooper's defense 
And he says, so so on his podcast, he even mentioned this. I got it all down. But he's on a podcast. That didn't make much sense. Shut up. <laughs> Quote, Toby was always calling action and cut. Toby had been deeply involved in all the pre-production and everything, but Steven is a guy who will come in and call the shots. And so you're on your first studio film, which in Toby's experience, I'm getting out of the quote, all we had before this was Texas Chainsaw. True. Which was banned in like every country in America. Also. <laughs> every wait, every country in America. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. But, yes. 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 Thank you for catching that. But you knew, you guys know what I'm trying to say. Every state. Every state every in country, America. No, you know, every country in Caleb, America. Caleb, all you need to know about Mick Garris. He's not Mick Jagger. He wrote the screenplay for Hocus Pocus. Oh, he's my favorite person ever. So. There you go. He's telling you. Okay, I'm with so, him. Yes, yes. Forget what I said about every country in America. No, I'm not. No, we're leaving that in. He's on his first, so Toby was on his first studio film, hired by Steven Spielberg, who is not like, a fan you know, of in, focus. like in, like excited about this movie. And you know, you're gonna say, "Oh, you're not gonna direct this movie." Toby Hooper's gonna say, "No, I'll direct it." And here's Mick Garris's quote: "Toby Hooper was a terrific filmmaker. I don't think it's that Steven was controlling. I think it was that Steven was enthusiastic about it, and nobody was there to protect Toby." But all the pre pre production was done by Toby Hooper. Toby was there throughout it. Toby's vision is very much realized there, which is all those practical effects we see in that movie. All the practical effects that are done in this movie are all Toby Hooper's vision. And Toby got credit because he deserved credit, including that's what Steven Spielberg said. As a quote I read earlier, here's what Steve says Yes, Steven Spielberg was very much involved, but McGarris says this in quote, it's a Toby Hooper film. Boom. And I don't have to say this because Mike. I have to fight on it. Drop. Toby Hooper, rest in peace. He died. He's not here with us anymore. Aww. And as much as I love, I love movies. Right. I love movies. I love the filmmaking behind it. I love the stories that go behind movies. All of Toby Hooper's movies have a great story behind them. And I hate, I hate it that his two biggest ones, Texas Chainsaw and Poltergeist, he gets he gets overshadowed by something else. Texas Chainsaw, he was overshadowed because it was banned in all these countries. Right. Banned in all these things. You're not allowed to see this movie. You're not allowed to see this now. It it that's what led that movie to being so successful. Right. Is because it was so it was banned and controversial everywhere. And Poltergeist was bad publicity is good publicity. Sure. That's right. And Poltergeist was popular because they, everybody thought it was a Steven Spielberg movie. Right. And so poor guy, you well, know, he, goes, re- he, goes, he goes to his... It released a week apart from E.T. Yes, from E.T. And E.T. won they all the it, awards. Yes. They called it the summer of Spielberg. But he didn't do anything... Okay. <laughs> but you know what? I'm with you, Larry. This is my respect. I'm raising my beer in the air. Toby Hooper. <coughs> I, love I just Rest choked up peace. a little bit. I almost, Great I'm almost crying about it. But Toby Hooper, like... I hate, I hate the fact that his He's two dead. biggest movies... Oh are overshadowed by shit that he couldn't control. Um, Steven Spielberg's incredible. He makes great movies. But you know what? Poltergeist was directed and controlled by Toby Hooper. You heard it here on the Horror and House podcast. Write it down, people. Ryan, That's a fact. what are your top five movies of 2019? <laughs> oh, shit. We doing this? <laughs> well, I got a segue on because I was getting Just upset. list them, Ryan. Very close to uh, y'all's. Okay. Incident in Ghostland. Thanks for recommending that. Uh, great movie. Um, one that I don't think y'all did mention, but I are loved. you ranking them or are you just giving five? This is my order. Just okay. This is this order. The Lighthouse. 
You did talk a lot about the lighthouse. Did you watch it? You liked it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought the acting was great. I thought the story acting, was not great. Well, yeah, it was acting. weird as shit. Yeah, and it was. I, but I actually want to watch it again. I do too. Uh, I'll acting was phenomenal. I'll look it up on Wikipedia, guys. It too. Midsummer, Doctor Sleep. You should actually oh. watch the lighthouse because Willem Dafoe's acting in that movie is spectacular. Okay, I do like good acting. And so everybody had- that's given. Robert Pattinson shit for being Batman. Batman. Watch The Lighthouse. That dude, I've seen some of his other indie films, and maybe they're not great films, but he's a great actor. Lighthouse kills it. He is fucking awesome. I got high hopes for that Batman. Yeah, me too. I do. I'm not going to lie to you. It's. It's. I feel like we're, I feel like we're there, um, but this is not a, you know, comic book and getting drunk. That doesn't, that doesn't right. sound as good. Yeah, it does. doesn't sound as good. Let's I'm just be saying, honest. like, I really enjoyed the lighthouse. That's good. And I know it's not for everybody, but right? I personally, it's I bit, liked it a lot. I hear it's a bit artsy fartsy. It's art house to the T. It's a little yeah. bit. Before we get out of here, okay. <clears throat> I'm good, gonna I'm give tired. a shout out for an iTunes review. Oh, please do. It is. Uh, this username is spectacular. His username is, is Caleb's a puss. Can we? Oh wait, no. Okay, no, no. Yeah, but he forgot the apostrophe, so it's it's just Caleb's a puss. No apostrophe. <laughs> However, you want so to just say multiple it, Mr. Caleb's Monroe. are puss. So just one multiple of the, Caleb's are a puss. So well. is one of your students. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what we'll say is there's a chance actually. <laughs> if you well, we, you know, we want to give a shout out to the, the iTunes reviews. Yes. Uh, if you give us an iTunes review. Whether it's good or bad, we probably won't read the good ones on, on air, obviously. Wait, but we'll definitely no, the read the good ones. ones. No, you mean the bad ones. Is that what I said? You okay. said the good ones. Sorry. We'll read the good ones, not the Leave bad ones. Leave us a five-star review. We'll le- we'll Do we have any bad ones? Or we'll no, we're all five-stars. No, we're all five-stars We don't accept bad reviews. So this this reviewer, Caleb's a puss... Thanks, guys. Says, you guys do a great job discussing movies I already really enjoy. The conversations are funny and even informative. I don't know how informative we're going to be well, tonight, but we it's are all right. not informative. Uh, I informative can, on the fact that Toby Hooper directed. I can, I can, I can definitely that. tell you y'all do your homework. If anyone also, lasted this long in the podcast. The beer recommendations are on point. Keep right. giving Caleb hell. Thanks, guys. That's what people want. So Caleb's a puss. We are going to keep giving Caleb <laughs> hell. Thanks. Our next producer's pick is going to give him more hell. Shut up, Thunder. Than he had this yeah. time. It's oh. only just begun. Yeah, but this said. was a good movie, so I'm happy with that. We're going to give you hell, going to give you hell, <laughs> going to give you hell. <laughs> wow, Ryan, thanks. Well, we want to say, again, thanks for listening to the Hard Hops Podcast. You can check us out on the social media platforms. Spielberg Facebook, for life. Instagram, Twitter. Those funny things, Spielberg for life, sure, except for in this movie, <laughs> because it's directed and visualized by Toby Hooper. <laughs> you can write a book, Caleb, and I can direct a movie, and it could be two different visions, but I will follow your vision, just like Toby Hooper followed Steven Spielberg's vision. Okay. And I'm so sad <laughs> that it was overshadowed by all the bullshit that followed. I won't go into that. I Thanks. already went on my team. You already went on it. You already went on it. <laughs> Please check us out on the social media sites. Let us know what you think about this episode and all the episodes. Have a good time. We appreciate you downloading and listening. Yeah. We're the Hard Hops Podcast. Thank you, Thunder John and the Sound of Thunder Studios for always providing the great sound. Mm-hmm. For Ryan Bork, for Kevin Johnson, for Caleb Monroe, and for the legend Toby Hooper, mm. I'm Toby. Kevin Lambert. This one pours out to you, Tobes. I'm Ryan Bork. This is the Hard Hops Podcast. Thank you for listening. See ya.